Hello and welcome. This is the Pat McAfee Show. I am AJ Hawk sitting in for Pat. My first time here experiencing the Thunderdome. I believe I'm looking somewhere near in the right direction for all of the guys here. And I walked right through it. You right did. through the Emmy's new beat. Friday, September oh, 23rd. No. Feel good Friday. Ty Schmidt is here. Ty, let's cut to him real quick. Oh no, where's Con Man? Con Man is at his brother's wedding this weekend back home. So, you know, it's uh, it's just going to be well, me I, and AJ today. But, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, Ty, don't worry about everyone else behind the glass. We see Azit, Nick Moraldo, Evan Fox. Gertie is back there. Mitt is back there. And who are the other the two gentlemen as well that are back there with the technical that's, situations? That's big and uh, uh, Deepak. Big and Deepak. Got to meet those guys. Appreciate you guys. Legend. This place is unbelievable. First off, I know I got to get it out of the way before we get into all the football. Mm-hmm. The Browns. Right. Unbelievable bad beat over yeah. the Pittsburgh I'll Steelers. Say. Last I'll play. Say. Moving on. Two seconds. Yeah, we will get into it for sure. There's plenty of uh, of weird uh, uh, weird things that happened last night, but this place is amazing. Walked in, got to experience everything. That is uh, the, the FanDuel Thunderdome. It's just super cool, man. It's super hot in here. I'm sweating my balls off, as you can see, Ty. I mean, it's not that bad. You know, in typical AJ fashion, he came in, you know, opened every single door, <laughs> walked through the entire place, asked a billion questions. But, yeah, this place is incredible. It's incredible. It really is. Well, Ty, I'm, I'm a curious person. You know that. But before we, we even mess with any of that, let's get into what happened last night. So Pat will be with us in the 1 o'clock hour here, as he normally is uh, on these Fridays. He is in Knoxville, Tennessee for the Knoxville-Florida football game. Should yeah. be an awesome matchup. College football, man, it's fun. I watched that Virginia Tech uh, intro video uh, on the way here, actually, on my phone. I think Gumpy may have put in the group chat. Awesome, by the way, everything that college football does with that. But let's get to last night, Ty. What, let's start first off with the Brownies. If you're a Brownies fan, if you're the Browns, do you feel pretty good about it? Jacoby Brissett, pretty efficient at least, looked like he's definitely in control, looked like a savvy vet, not explosive really by any means. But Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, obviously the team runs through them. I don't know. It's it, it's weird. I mean, first of all, you know, just removing yourself from the the bad beat because that was just an all timer. It was tough. Can you explain to, a little bit for people that may not know exactly what happened and exactly what happened with the the same game parlay? How it screwed everybody? Yeah, exactly. Pat super boost last night, which was a juicy one. It was locked up. I think what we had uh, Pittsburgh plus seven and a half. Najee Harris to score a touchdown and Nick Chubb to score a touchdown. Notch the other two, you know, very quickly, very early on. We were feeling good going into the third quarter. And then you have, you know, an annexation of Puerto Rico type situation on the last play of the game. The Browns score a touchdown, backdoor cover. We lose the super boost. I mean, I, I did. I went and just fucking collapsed into my bed afterwards. But I don't know. If you're a Browns fan. But what about FanDuel, though? FanDuel, didn't they help out? They did. They did. FanDuel, which, you know, shot out because they did say, hey, all-time bad beats. They're refunding every bet people made Up to 24 hours, is that right? Yeah, within like 24 hours, I think they'll have a credit. Um, But it's just, like, for parts of the game, I feel like they go away from Nick Chubb. Like, he's just killing the Steelers. And then, I mean, for good reason, maybe, because Amari Cooper played really well last night. But it's just hard to know what that – like that that game was obviously a lot closer than it probably should have been with how yeah. bad Pittsburgh's offense was in the Cleveland second should half. have like they should have it felt like at times it was 14-13 for 2 hours I feel yeah. like it, they should have found a way to to end the game or to, to finish it a little earlier you feel like and Nick Chubb I don't know I'm sure we could find the stat or whatever but does that dude have any negative yardage runs like how many times is he losing yards because there's times he's getting hit three four five yards in the backfield by two or three guys and he still finds a way to squeak a yard or two out of it 
He's incredibly expo- explosive. Like it, it just, but there was there was a point there where he had like eight rushes for like sixty five yards, maybe, and it was when he ended up scoring that touchdown in the fourth quarter. They had Kareem Hunt on the field for you know like seven plays in a row. It seemed like I feel like he kills it early, and then Stefanski kind of gets a little pass happy. Like maybe just you know once Deshaun gets back, like. You can see how they'd be super explosive, but was he fucked up from that tackle? Who Chubb? Yeah. Well, let's see that, Evie. If you have that play for us, we so early in the game, very first series was it not the first play here, right? Maybe the second play of the game. Second play. Yeah. Nick Chubb. So watch. So you think you want to play in the NFL? You think you want to be a safety in the NFL? Watch Minka Fitzpatrick here. If you run this thing, so Chubb obviously nice cut. He's downhill. Bam. Now let's watch this end zone view. If you see this, I remember watching in real time. Watch Minka Fitzpatrick. First off, unbelievably difficult tackle to make in space on a guy who is an absolute monster with huge legs. Now watch the right knee of Chubb. Right, bam, bam. right off the temple of Minka Fitzpatrick. And I guarantee you Minka felt that. And Minka might be the toughest guy on the planet and have the hardest head on the planet. Because I couldn't believe he wasn't concussed. How was he not? I, I was so scared for him. That's exactly what they – that's why they started making us wear knee pads seven mm-hmm. or eight years ago because of hits like that. Now maybe, maybe Raj Goodell, Goodell – uh, it was right, and if they didn't have knee pads in there, Nick Chubb maybe knocks Minka out. I don't know, but I don't think the science would uh, would help out with that argument any anywhere uh, <laughs> anywhere that I would I would be hanging out. But I just don't. I just honestly have so much respect for all these dudes, but Minka and a guy like that that not only make pick six last week or first week against the Bengals, all these things, making tons of plays, but then making those tackles. Those are impossible to make, and you have to have a lot of courage to do it. Yeah, he's unbelievable with Steelers too. Like. I mean, obviously, he he got paid, so he knows, and he's a leader of the defense and everything, but it's just so apparent how much difference their defense is without T.J. Watt on there. Like, can can they do anything to replace his production? I mean, mean, he was defense MVP of the league last year, so no, you you could try to, like, by rotation, try to make up for some of that production, but... Everything that he does, a guy like TJ, to where they have the game plan around him. Like, you really do. you got to set your protections, everything, always thinking of what's, where's this guy going to be? How do we stop him from wrecking the whole game? Like, that's what you have to do. And without him, yeah, they have, Highsmith has definitely stepped up and played well. Cam Hayward, obviously, is Cam Hayward. But, yeah, you're, you can't replace these guys. They're, they're a defensive MVP for a reason. And does it even matter because the offense fucking stinks? And Mitch, I wanted to get to that. You know. So Nick Maraldo is back there. Nick, I know you have a million things on your plate. You're running all kinds of, of buttons and boards and everything. How do you feel about your Steelers? You know, you're a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan for a long time. What, like honestly, what's your honest opinion of this team? Uh, after last night, highly, highly concerned because the first half looked pretty. Pretty good, all things considered, on offense compared to what yeah. it had been. It, it felt like Canada had been Matt Canada, the offense coordinator, was listening to what everybody was saying, uh, which was kind of the obvious. Like, hey, let's take some deep shots, let's try and establish a run game, and let's not just rely on just screens and little short stuff and outs and everything. Let's try and sustain some offense, keep drives alive, work the middle of the field a little bit. Mitch was getting outside the pocket, throwing on the move, kind of making things graphic? happen with his feet, and then. I don't know if he had some of that NyQuil chicken that everybody's been eating at halftime or what, but the second half was a totally different story. And Mitch looked uncomfortable. The receivers looked like they weren't on the same page, looked like they don't trust one another, and they couldn't really do anything in the run game outside of a couple a couple good runs from Naj in the O-line. 
Well, I mean, we also had one of the the greatest catches of the season, maybe the yeah. greatest catches of the last 10 years. Throw that man years. the ball. Pickens here. I mean, you got to be. They showed the Odell Beckham Jr. one-hander about 15 times right after this. But, man, what a catch. You, this is what you got to do if you're – you say that you're open 100 percent of the time. These are the catches I guess that you're expected to make, but I don't think any human on earth is expected to make this catch right here. That was incredible. But also, Ooh. you know, Mitch and I saw a lot of people saying like, you know, I mean, yeah, the catch is unbelievable. Mitch's ball placement here. That's what we're yeah, I mean, it's good ball placement here. <laughs> it is, I mean, but but I mean, they did this early, and then I guess Pickens did have the the one later in the red zone where he tried to catch it one handed again, and it ended up getting picked off. But he man. stepped out of bounds, like so. I guess he could have gone for the... he could have put two hands up on that, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he sure. saw the coach in the sideline kind of say something to him as well, and even Kirk mentioned it. But man, this is those are the circus catches that I mean, you can't ever expect that to happen. But geez, what are we going to do though? Honestly, what do they do at the quarterback position? Mike Tomlin afterwards, obviously that he addresses it. They ask him, "Are you making a QB change? What are you doing?" And he eventually says definitively, no, I believe we have the clip right here. Thanks, Evie. Let's check this out. Like heading into the mini buy that you guys have, do you consider making any changes, whether quarterback play calling? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in that mindset. Okay. Um, I'm interested in reviewing this tape and looking at the totality of it and figuring out how we collectively get better. It's not so, a no. Yep. Answer that question is definitively no. Nowadays. <laughs> I thought he made some plays, man, but we all collectively came up short. And, and so. You know, that's how we measure performance, man. Winning is our business, and we didn't handle business. And so we don't – I love, you know, I love Mike Tomlin. Winning is our business, and we didn't handle business. But at first when he said they asked him, would you consider like or could you make a change at the quarterback position? No, you know, right now I'm not in that mindset. I just want to break this film down, which is kind of the cliche coach's answer when right. you're not really sure what you're going to do. But then he comes back and says so that the answer is definitively no. So which one is it, you think? I mean, does it matter? Like, it's fun to talk about Kenny Pickett being, you know, hometown kid. This team needs some juice, though. You know that. This team absolutely needs something to spark them. It feels like there's a weird haze over, at least last night. Not, I understand we're overacting. This is what we do, and it's early in the season. But they need something to jumpstart them. I'm not saying Kenny's that guy, but maybe it's Mitch. Maybe I don't know what you do, though. Especially last night on Amazon, you know, when Kirk and Al are talking about how good the O-line has played when yep. that's been a real, like, hey, they, they might just stink on the O-line all year. Everyone's saying everything about Matt Canada, but that's what – I think it was Todd Haley said it earlier this week. It's like the Steelers probably aren't going to win a Super Bowl this year. They could. Like, it's possible, yeah. but why not just put Kenny in there when they have these other young wide receivers like, and let them kind of build some chemistry together and, and see what happens? Because Mitch isn't the long-term future. He's just not. Yeah, I guess you were hoping when you signed Mitch that – and you drafted Kenny. Okay, let's – Plug Mitch in here. Kenny can learn from him, right? He can figure this thing out. And we want Mitch to play as long as he possibly does. Like, hopefully we don't have to even think of pulling this guy or taking him out. But now we're sitting here in week three, and a lot of people are asking, what do we do with the quarterback position? And if I'm not mistaken, like, they have a murder's row coming up. Oh, like, no. they might play the Jets next bad. week. Yeah. What's but, it look like, Nick? You know? Yeah, they got the Jets next week. But then you work in, I think it's Philly. Um uh, I can't even remember. Tampa's Tampa, in there. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to get rough. It's hard to win the NFL, man. Yeah, I think Baltimore too. Like because that. Well, what is okay? Sorry to cut you off there, but if they throw Kenny in and we see pretty much what we've seen so far out of this Steelers offense, then are they like, hey, now where do we go from here? What are we supposed to do? Like now the whole season's a wrap. Like what? I don't know. Like I don't. I just think I think it'd be fun to watch Kenny play, but also at the same time, I feel for Mitch. I really do. He seems like I know at the it, in all of sports. Confidence is gigantic for anybody. 
And I don't know how Mitch has any confidence at all right now. Yeah, and I don't, Nick could speak to it better as like an actual Steelers fan, but as you know, a Packers fan, it's the same deal. It's like if you put him in Steelers fans, like they're not expecting you to go to five and twelve. Like that doesn't happen. The expectation is still, hey, this team should win ten games, eleven games, and make the playoffs. And if that doesn't happen, then is it you know the same deal where it's like, oh, fucking Kenny stinks too. What do you know? Yeah, where, where do we go? Yeah, what do you think, Nick? It's not like Mitch has been outright terrible. Right, right. No. He, he he's been almost borderline like adequate is maybe a good way to say it. like he, you know he's made some throws. It, it's you watch him and you just don't get a sense of confidence in him or the receivers and the whole group working together. He he's got a little bit of happy feet in the pocket, so I see why they try and get him out and try and work those bootlegs. And he looked it, great early. He change did. change the launch angle as they like to say on the broadcast, <laughs> and, and that does work. Like we said, it worked early, but that's not. I don't. I don't know if that's sustainable. Like when you go down a score, you're down two scores. You can just tell he is. He's shaking in his boots back there. It just feels like yeah, and I don't know how much confidence the receivers have in him as well, and. I don't know how much goes to Matt Canada and the scheme, what you do. I know I saw the graphic, I believe. It looks like a lot of Mitch's throws are outside, right? Like there's yeah. not a whole lot of shots taken in the middle of the field until the fourth quarter, I believe. Why is that? Fryermuth didn't have a catch until the last, what was it, three minutes in the fourth the quarter. Two in yeah. a row, bam, bam, two big ones in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like you know the line or the Browns linebackers are depleted due to injury. They were going into the game depleted due to injury, and then they had two injuries to the linebacking court. It's like that middle of the field, you should be able to work something there. Now, great, Jacob Phillips came in for the Browns. He made a couple nice plays. But you're working with Muth, uh, who's a pretty Muth. good tight end, uh, pretty adequate pass catcher, and they're just not – not working, not looking. I don't know. That's the whole question. Is it the system, or is it Mitch's decision making, or is it a combination? It's got to be. A, I think it's always kind of a combination of all of them. It's never just one thing. It's never cut and dry. Here it is. We do this, or we ch- take care of this. Everything's great. It's always a combination of everything. There's a balance. He we, seems gun shy. He seems like he's afraid to make a mistake and turn it over. So finally, we saw him throwing up some balls that could be like some contested catches, some one on ones. You saw Pickens with the absolute beauty of a grab, but Deontay had a couple shots at those too. He wasn't doing that earlier. It's like he's never thrown a pick six in his career, right? That's his big thing. They say Mitch Trubisky has never thrown a pick six. Protects the ball. Yeah, but at some point you got to take some chance. Didn't Kirk mention that? Didn't Kirk even talk about like, yeah, a guy that I don't know if it was Kirk or maybe on here, whoever. If a guy doesn't if their TD to INT ratio is like, yeah, they don't throw many picks, but they don't throw a ton of touchdowns. You're like, well, you, maybe you need to throw a couple more picks, bud. You need to take the chance and, and take some shots down the field. Like, you've got to put yourself out there if you want to make those explosive plays. And it goes both ways, too, because I feel like with that receiver, like, they have a lot of talent on offense. They really do. Like, Chase yeah. Claypool, you look at what he – like, how he's built and everything, what, what he could do. Like, he should be a beast for them, but for whatever reason – he has one end around for 11 yards and two catches for 18 yards every single game. And it's like, why, why isn't this guy going out there and just eating? Yeah. Did you – okay, slightly off subject, but not. Still in this game. Was it, was it Bush who tackled Kareem Hunt on the goal line when Kareem Hunt had a full head of steam and Bush was going – he almost had like, didn't even have a great angle at him. Do any of you guys remember Yeah, this that point? was Devin Bush. I, bro. What a tackle. If, you, if, you, if you're watching that, you saw him, Devin Bush got up, and he was so juiced, and he was jacked, and he was excited. And some people like, probably don't understand how tough of a tackle it was. And like, I, just, I don't know why that just hit me thinking of it. When I watched it in the moment, I was like, geez, okay. They played the replay. Oh, I get why this dude is so jacked because Kareem Hunt is a monster. That dude is huge. Yeah. He's coming downhill. A lot of times, like, if you have two guys – you can't stop the momentum from falling forward, and he fronts him up solo and gets him on the ground and doesn't let him cross the, the end, end line. Like, 
It was an unbelievable play. It was, and he he needed that, and he needed to make that play because Steeler fans are on him hard because he's kind of struggled yeah. uh, last year and the year before that even with the injury. And now it's like, okay, he had 12, ta- 12 tackles last night. So, you know, the stopping the run is an absolute problem right now, yeah. and he's usually been a liability at that. But that was encouraging, seeing a play like that. It's like, okay, there is a little hope there. He can recover yeah. and still be that top ten pick. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of guys making that tackle, not only that have like the – the balls to do it, he went up high and he still got him down, didn't chop his legs. A lot of guys will go low, chop the legs, and let the dude fall in the end zone, kind of take the easy way out or, or almost be like, hey, man, what do, you, what do you expect me to do? This dude's on the one coming downhill, and I'm, I don't really have a head of steam to try to stop him. So, yeah, I was a huge play, brief, brief tangent, but I just had to I, – I respected the violence. It well, was a, there was a lot on that play. It matters in these games, too. Like, you take away the, you know, late bullshit, like, <laughs> goal line stands, like, every possession, especially when you get in the red zone, like, ends up – it matters Mitch's, in Mitch's these that games. got reviewed. We don't, yeah. oh, was he in? Was he, If they would have called him down, it would have probably stuck with he was down, right? They just right. couldn't – they couldn't overturn the original call here on Mitch's touchdown run. If you watch, Mitch kind of goes low to try to get out of the way – here and it, man, his left so his left knee does not touch. They conclude with that, right? This right knee does touch, but the tip of the ball is already over the goal line. Right? Is that one of those plays too, where you were saying like, since he's kind of giving himself up, but at the same time he's definitely extending, trying to score. Like that's where you should be able to just blast him if oh, he's like. I wonder if twenty three here, if he was worried about. Well, he was getting blocked a little bit. That's why. But he launches high. He may have thought he thought he was going to go high and not go low. That's why Mitch. Was going under my guess, but yeah, that I hundred I I would imagine all of these players anywhere near Mitch are worried about like oh man I don't want to get it you know the only way to stop this dude is to kind of submarine my head into him almost <laughs> but I know I'm there's a penalty and a fine for sure if this happens so man I don't I don't know what the answer is I still think the targeting helmet to helmet take that away on the goal line on the one yard line Zeke I know I didn't mention him off the top I know we have Ian Rappaport that's going to come on here today do we have this guy potted up. Not yet. Not yet. It's fine. I, I meant to mention him earlier, actually, in the start of the show, but I went right through the beat drop because we got the new music. Yeah, it's it's the a new, lot. It's the a new lot. Uh, studio. I haven't even felt like I've opened every door and cabinet yet, even though I have searched <laughs> Pretty close. this place. Pretty I'm close. trying. That is kind of my what I do when I go into new facilities. I like to check them out. I still got to take a lap around the exterior, too, before I sure. leave, Ty. Sure. I hope There's so. There's a lot going on out there. Uh-oh. Here you go, Ty. This is what we've been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, we have, we have this guy on uh, at least once a week. More yeah. than that usually, yeah. right? Yeah, I'd say one to two. You know, a lot of these things that get written on here for his bio, I don't like to read about them because I think it might be mean, and sure. I don't want him to think that we are mean, but it's, I'll read friend. this. I'll read this. Ian Rapport, NFL Network Insider, host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, grade A booze bag, avid golfer, parentheses, 25 handicap, Ian Rapport, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Rap Sheet! Ian, I disagree with all that, for the record. I disagree with everything that yeah. just was said. I appreciate that you were like, I'm not going to read this because it might be mean, but let me just read all of this just so everyone can judge for themselves how mean it is. And by the way, the first thing, I would not, dis- I would not dispute that. The handicap, though, it's, a little, you're like it's an, all publicly available. You're like a seven or eight, right? I'm a nine and a half. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, what are you shooting? You go play a, a, a nice course, not a crazy hard course. What are you shooting? I'm probably shooting somewhere like 85, 86 if I'm playing pretty well. Okay. That's pretty damn good. On a, you know, on a not as nice course or not as hard course, probably low 80s. But I'm like, you know, there's a big – I'm like Kyler Murray. I got my not good – I got my threes and I got my tens. That's kind of my game. <laughs> That's 
Yeah, consistently inconsistent. That's the majority of, yes. of golfers, I feel like, out there. But let's get to this game last night, Ian. I assume you watched. You saw everything that was happening. Any kind of injury news or anything you're hearing on that front from either, either team? Uh, I would say mostly came away unscathed. Anthony Walker, the linebacker for the Browns, who was carted off with his knee immobilized. Uh, Kevin Savansky saying he's waiting on the MRI. Does not look good. Looks like a serious injury. You know, that's not good. He's kind of, you know, one of the heartbeats of their defense. Um, other than that, I think everyone came away, you know, pretty unscathed. I mean, it was a physical, yes. running, nasty game that I thought was, you know, maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing, but pretty fun. Uh, but yeah. injury pretty clean. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of what we expected. What Ian, what do you think the Steelers do at the quarterback position? We already we, we heard Mike Tomlin, and he's definitively no, he's not thinking about it, but – how much longer do you think? Well, I guess their offense—it's not—it's not awful. They're aver- they're just probably like an average-looking offense, I guess, with not a lot of explosive plays. But what are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, so there's two things going on. First of all, Mitch Trubisky went into that game last night with the the charge or the the sort of ask of we need you to push the ball down the field. We want big plays. We want explosive plays. You know, you could run the ball for three and a half yards of carry and be fine, but you got to get some explosive plays in the passing game. And they tried. I mean, the Pickens play was I, – I have no words, um, just no words Pretty there. good catch, huh? Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty good catch. And I, it's funny. I was watching with my boys who stayed up a little past their bedtime to watch. And to see a 7- and 9-year-old react to that, like I wish everyone could have that because it did not make sense to them. Like it just – athletically, it made no sense that he would catch that. It was so cool, um, which is great because he talked so much trash over in the week and then Jeez. backed it all up. It was great. Um but anyway, but Trubisky did that, just didn't capitalize on a ton of the opportunities, tried to but didn't, and then you have the lottery ticket behind him. And I think, like, if they had a regular backup behind him, you'd say, okay, Trubisky will be average, and that's what this team will be, but, like, Kenny Pickett might be really, really good, so it's like you can't fault us for wanting to see him because – Everyone know inside the organization, they know Kenny Pickett is the future. It's just when. Yeah. Ty, what's up? Rap sheet, there's a lot of people out there saying that the NFL is rigging games for how that one ended last night and for us losing really? the Super Boost when it was a layup. Yep. It was a done deal. It was over. Do you have any knowledge of that or any comment about that? Um, so I watch every game to the end, and ever since – uh, the Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph situation. I will never not watch a game till the end because you never know what can happen. I put my iPad down in bed last night with, I don't know, 10 seconds left because it was over. And I woke up this morning to a bunch of texts and to see Pat's video. And I'm like, what in God's name could possibly have happened in the last seven seconds? Um, it literally defies logic. And yeah, as you I'd guys say. know, I, I do not gamble. Um, no, sure. Definitely not. Sure. The fact that this can happen and ruin every gambler person's night is tough, and I feel for all of you. Um, but no, the answer to your question is no. It's just literally insane. You know the hardest part here, I think Ty is right here. Instead of he could have tried to recover, <laughs> he tr- he pushed it into <laughs> the end zone it. for Denzel Ward. Bat. Yeah. He clearly batted <laughs> that in for his teammate. Right. Man, that's that's what I yeah I that's it's unbelievable. That's the NFL, man. Ian, let's jump around though real quick. Uh, the Packers play the Bucks this weekend. I hear the Bucks seem like a lot of different guys maybe sitting out practice. Like, what's their deal as far as injuries? Yeah, not good for the Bucks. So we got Mike Evans, who we know is out. We got Chris Godwin, who has not practiced yet this week. Usually that means he's out. 
Julio Jones, who I thought would be a game-time decision last week. I didn't think he had a great chance of playing, but didn't sound like he was a game-time decision. It sounds like he was just out. And then didn't practice this week and was spotted kind of on like the far sidelines, not practicing today. Maybe Julio doesn't play. Um, seems like Russell Gage is probably going to be okay. But but what I wonder is, does that mean we get Cole Beasley? I mean, he has barely practiced, but really, really talented, very smart, can jump in there and just play theoretically quickly. So, you know, we're not going to have the frontline guys for the Bucks. but I wonder if we get – you know, Cole Beasley and just get a real quick look at him. We'll see. What about Ravens Patriots? Lamar, there was talk about him. Is he is he all right? Can he throw? What's going on? Uh, Lamar's fine. Got banged in the elbow uh, two plays before that 75-yard run. So didn't throw it all on Wednesday and then threw yesterday a ton and has assured us that on Sunday he is going to throw a lot, um, which I will look forward to. That. Can I tell you my favorite thing about this matchup? Please, please do. It's Bill Belichick mentioning how much the Ravens should pay Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Why do you think he did that, Ian? Because he's playing chess and we're all playing, you know, whatever. Something something not chess. Because, he one, Belichick absolutely has always had a full appreciation for other teams' superstars. Like, he just, you know that he's watching film and just calling in people to make, take a look at what this guy does. Like he always appreciates the true athletic marvels. I also think from a business sense, he probably wouldn't mind if the Ravens paid an absolute ton of money for anyone. Um, so, I mean, I, I took note of that, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, L- Lamar took note as well, I'm sure, and felt pretty good. What's up, Ty? Rapshi, you mentioned the Bucks. What the hell's going on in Green Bay? No receivers practice pretty much all mm-hmm. week. Randall Cobb's sick. Who knows what's go- going on with uh, Bakhtiari? Like, who's going to be available for the Packers on Sunday? Uh, Bakhtiari did practice for the second day in a row today. Hell yeah. Um, I'm not going to come up with any prognostications on whether he'll play, but the fact that he practiced is a very good sign at least. Um, you know, receivers, we'll see who ends up, uh, I don't have any firm information because it's hamstrings. We'll see who ends up practicing and how often or how much, you know, we got Christian Watkins, we got Sammy, you know, Sammy, Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins. That's hard to do. Yeah, um, both tough. dealing with hamstrings. So I didn't get the sense any was major, but it might be a little more touch and go than you want before like a really, really big game. What about Christian McCaffrey? I know he's a little bit banged up. Is he expected to go on Sunday? And what about some of these other guys who are maybe on the uh, the edge of playing? Justin Herbert. Herbert, for uh, sure. All right, so we'll do McCaffrey first. He's going to be fine. So he missed Wednesday and then was dealing with ankle stiffness Thursday. And it sounded like everybody was annoyed at having to put him on the injury report. Like, that's the sense I got. Like, you ask people about him, they're like, ugh, he's fine. But, yeah, we had, so I think McCaffrey will be okay. Participated fully today. No injury designation. He's good to go. I would probably start him if you have him. Um, Herbert is, I think, headed in the right direction. Like, that's a terrible injury. Um, it's not a rib fracture, but it's a rib cartilage fracture, which is almost the same. And it's just extremely painful. Um, Ian, but do you know he played with this? Do you know he played this in the past? I know Austin Eckler said that he, well, on his Twitch stream, yeah. that this has happened before and he's played with it before. Yeah, uh, and he's not the only quarterback to play with this because I think what happens is if you can't, I mean, you guys know, like if you can't damage it more, sometimes you take a pain-killing injection and you go out and play. And a lot of the times we don't always know about it. Like there's plenty of times when guys will be like, oh, yeah, I had bruised ribs. 
And you're like, oh, okay, because the actual ribs aren't fractured, but the rib cartilage is torn or fractured. I think Alvin Kamara is dealing with kind of a similar thing. Um, that was supposed to be a one-week injury, so I would think he'd be good to go this week as well, but that's another one we're keeping our eye on. You know, Jason Pierre-Paul, he, did he sign with the Ravens? He's going to sign with the Ravens. How um, early could we see this guy out there? Pretty early. I mean, I mean yeah, he's a pass he's rusher, awesome. so like, I don't – I'm going to have to check, but I don't know if it'll be before this week. Like, it might be one where they say, like, all right, we don't have a roster spot. We want to get through the game, and he'll sign Monday. Or maybe it's like, you know, we're going to bring up this guy from the practice squad, and that's how we're going to use the roster. So uh, we may not see him until next week, but it's going to happen. It's going to be one year up to $5.5 million, which you guys know, like, this time of year, that's a lot of money. I mean, that's like no veteran gets any money. I mean, you know, Jason Peters signed. He got a practice squad deal. Cole Beasley got a practice squad deal. Mm-hmm. So that's what most of these guys get. Ian Bills at Dolphins. Obviously, Dolphins head coach McDaniel, like the the talk of the town. The guy is is awesome. Everything oh, he yeah. is doing. How's that game go? Are there any injuries in there? Any kind of storylines that we don't know about that may affect this? Um. Yeah, I would say you know probably the most sort of interesting there um, is Teron Armstead. I think barely practiced or. Didn't practice at all, it seemed, this week. Um, and basically the same thing happened last week, and he went out there and played. And, like, sort of a double-edged sword because he always has something, it seems, but he's a baller, so he always goes out and plays. And, like, that's maybe the most important position on the field for them It's just making sure that um, you protect Tua's blind – or not blind side, but protect Tua, yeah. essentially. Because, um, we, you know, they flip him on the film, but in real life he's still lefty. Yeah. Um, so how do they do that, I by the way? Do you know how to do that? You know how to flip film like that? Jeez. I don't. And I was alarmed by how freaked out people were. Yeah. Why did everyone like, freak out? They lost their mind. It looks awesome. It looks so weird. Why does it look so good? Yeah, that's the problem. It looks great. I mean, like you guys know, I love to play golf. Yeah, and every right. time I play golf with a lefty, it really messes me up. They What's look so mean? strange. Does you, wait, do you start swinging weird? No, they just look ridiculous. Oh. You know, it's like. Like they just—it's all backwards. It just makes no sense. Is that why you never liked Phil Mickelson? And then all of this just, you know, piled on. Um, now I must say, if you must know, Mickelson was my favorite growing up. Obviously, uh, he took a heel turn, yes. and I, of course, publicly have, you know, yes. he's been publicly. canceled, which is fine. Yeah. Publicly, I'm not a fan, but growing up, that was my guy. Um, he actually is a righty, so it's almost okay. Well, you know who also is a lefty golfer? Our own Ty Schmidt over here. So no, hopefully, hopefully you guys don't play actually, together. So yeah, so is Connor. Yep. I think I think Ty's an eight handicap. Connor might be I'm scratch. Definitely actually. not an eight handicap. That is for <laughs> Wait, sure. Wait, two lefties? Yeah, we At actually got another table. one in here yeah, too. Bruce Brown. Bruce too. Brown. <laughs> What's going on? I don't feel you? good about. It. I wish I had known that. Same deal though. I write right handed. I throw right handed. But I golf left handed. You might be a right handed golfer though. Like, what? What do you shoot? No. My pistol, my father is the left-handed golfer, and we've told him for 20 years, hey, you might be a right-handed golfer <laughs> because of how we shoot. Yeah. So hey, we st- the jury's still out. I think he's like 67. Evan I mean, Fox, you got a question? Yeah, Ian, what's going on with Aiden Hutchinson? Last week he had wow, three sacks. that cool. Yeah, pretty cool Sorry. back here, isn't it? But Aiden had three sacks in the first half. Second half he was banged up. Well, it looks like it sounds like a thigh thing. What's going on? Can Lions fans expect him to play or no? Uh, so generally when you have uh, – I, I should come clean, by the way – I total honesty because I would never lie to you guys. My son Max plays golf lefty, which is embarrassing, but it is what it is. 
Um, <laughs> I hope he goes anyway. pro and rubs right in your face. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll be I'll be caddying for him. It'll be great. Good. Um, he's already a better putter than I am. Um, uh, what are we talking about? Hutchinson. Yeah, Aiden. Hutchinson, yeah. So he practiced today. So generally when you have a, uh, a guy dealing with kind of a more of a nagging, not major injury, and he's able to practice on Friday, um, generally that means he's able to play. I mean, DeAndre Swift barely practiced this week, also out there Friday. Nice. He should be good to go. And, and you know, Hutchinson's an interesting one because you sort of never can tell how quickly guys are going to make an impact. He has made an impact very quickly. So like all of a sudden, that's a really, really important guy for them, which you sort of hope for, but you never know. Ian, last guy I got to ask about, Dak Prescott. From listening to Jerry Jones, sounds like everything is great. This guy's going to be slanging the ball possibly in a day or yeah, two. Next like, week. What do you think about Dak Prescott and actually how they're handling the whole situation? It seems like Dak's got a, he's got a lot of pressure to get back on the field. Yeah, I, I kind of the latter point. I kind of wondered about that, and like you never know when it's Jerry Jones. You're never quite sure why he's saying anything. Is it the truth? Is it publicity? Is it because of what he sort of wants? Like it's there's a lot of different ways to interpret Jerry Jones. I hope it's not to pressure Dak to get on the field because you know he wants to be on the field like as much as anyone. He's basically in pads yesterday for or in a jersey for whatever reason. So here's the timeline. Seven to ten days of healing, ten more days of reducing the swelling. This is minimum. Ten more days of reducing the swelling. So that's at minimum 17 days. Then probably another two weeks to see if he can grip and grip an NFL football. He already that's kind like, of is, though, isn't he? He is, but he's wearing a brace doing it, which oh. like I guess you could sort of. Is this going off other people that have had this same surgery, Ian? No. I mean, it's go- I think it's going from the I mean, that's I mean, that's him right there. Look at him dressed up. Um, that's going on, um, basically the specifics of his surgery. There's, I haven't been a ton of quarterbacks who had this. Um, it's just, he's your franchise guy. The backup's doing fine. He wants to play. There's no reason to rush him. Like, I don't think you need to light a fire under him. I hope, hope that they just let him heal so as not to put him in harm's way. Okay. Ian chiefs at Colts. I have to ask about the Colts here. I'm, I'm in Indianapolis in the new facility, are they going to bounce back? Are they going to figure this thing out? Because you, uh, you, you stumble a little bit, and then you turn around and say, oh, no, we have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs coming to town. How do you think this game goes? It's a five-and-a-half-point spread, I guess, which that's pretty good, I feel like, isn't it, for the Colts? I mean, the Colts should be 17-point underdogs. Oh, what, what, do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Ian? How's this game going? It does feel like it's a bit lopsided right now. I mean, it, it does. Um, and I think when – I go back to the Matt Ryan trade, right? Now, there's a lot going on, and I, I think you know you sort of hope the defense would really be a little bit better, and we'll see if they get Shaq Leonard back. I think that would really help. But um, when Matt Ryan was available, there wasn't a ton of interest. It was only a mid-round pick he got traded for. It was a quarterback who went to the Super Bowl. I was surprised, and I was like, I wonder if this means the league kind of thinks he's going the wrong way. You never know, but that's – you know, there was some – there was some chairs filled up, which was one thing, but it's not like he had a crazy trade market. So I really wondered, like, how much does he have left? And I went there to visit, and I thought he looked really good, and they thought he looked really good. But then the last couple of weeks, it hasn't looked that great. I would say he probably needs to bounce back as much as anyone. Yeah. Like, they traded for him. He's a great pedigree. He's a great guy. He's a great leader. Like, he probably needs to be the guy to jump up and, and kind of help this. Even It's early. It's really early, yeah. but I feel like he kind of needs to be the one to do this. 
All right, Ian, anything else out there that we, uh, we may not know about that's bubbling under the surface that's going to break shortly after this? That's a good question. Um, I don't think so. I mean, they, today, you know, today is really about who's going to play on Sunday. Um, you know, I mean, the 49ers thing we've been talking about for months, that basically got answered. It did. Right? I mean, that's unfortunately for Trey Lance, but that basically solved all questions. Um, they're probably going to be a playoff team now, I imagine. feels weird, doesn't it? That, does it feel – not weird, but it feels like, oh, my gosh, here we go. Like, like dad's back. Like, Jimmy G comes in. Everyone is so excited for him. I know. Yeah, and I felt that, and I was watching, and it was – it's. and then they went on to win, and, like, yeah. I think they're going to be really good because the roster is really, really good. So, you know, it's been a, a nonstop awkward offseason for the 49ers, and, like – Hopefully for them it gets more awkward because that would mean that they're doing really well. Um, yeah. But I feel like this is not the last time we'll talk about the 49ers quarterbacks. I think that's a safe bet, Ian. We really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for coming on here like you always do. We will talk to you next week, I'm sure. And good luck this weekend, Ian. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian right. Rapport. Have fun, guys. Take care. Thank you, Rap Sheep. <laughs> well, we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get down to Knoxville, Tennessee. Mr. Pat McAfee. Where are you, Pat? Yeah. Hey. Good to see you, boys. You sound good, man. Here. You sound good. We just got all, I guess, the whole YouTube stream got taken down for everybody, but we're back and going, man. Yeah, How you doing? for everybody. Yeah, fascinating little fa- last couple words there, for everybody, you know? It was. It wasn't you just us. The, you show up to Thunderdome one day. You're too damn electric, too damn fantastic. You take down all of YouTube. It is an honor to be here. We got people here. There's people here. I mean, there is. Unfortunately, that mic's too good, good though. We won't be able to hear them. And you can't see them because they're so low. How is Knoxville, man? Is it blazing hot? No, 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 no. It's actually pretty nice. It's like, uh, it feels like 60, 70-ish. Here we go. Perfect. Nice little fall. There's a chance tonight that I'm maybe a little chilly in my tank top. I packed nothing but tank tops. Going to have to find a dress shirt, I think, before tomorrow because (laughs) didn't have a clean black tank to wear with what I had to get. So I'm going to have to go shopping around town. It's a beautiful place down here, though. I mean, they can't, we're, we're kind of posted up in a nursing hall. Okay. Nursing home? Hall. 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 Oh, hall. They're, They're, they're creating people that are saving your fucking life, AJ. So maybe you should say thank you to thank the you. nursing hall. Thank you to that nursing hall. Hey, thank you to everybody out there, first responders. Thank you. For first thank you. For Firefighters. Last two. EMTs. Last two years. Uh, you guys have been holding it down on the floor. You've been doing a great job. But this is a beautiful campus. I think we're going to have a great weekend here. But let's just, I mean, let's just get right to it. Come on. What happened last night? Well, you went 2-0. Oh. Congratulations. Way to go. Huh. Way That's go. not the story. The story is last night is what? One of the... And with this, with this same game parlay that we've done on these Thursday night footballs, we've had some heartbreakers. Oh, yeah. Okay, we've had some heartbreakers. Tom Brady had rushed for like four yards, and his over under on rush yards for us to hit like a plus five hundred something with fifteen twenty thousand people riding alongside of it was there. We had won the parlay. We had won the bet. We had gotten the the monkey off of our back. We had gotten the weight off our shoulders. We had won a parlay. Then Tom took two consecutive knees, minus two yards rushing at the end of the game. Very end of the game. Everybody was taking a piss, taking a shit, already counting their money. He took two knees at the end and his rush yards went under and we lost the parlay. That was a heartbreaker. I remember the hotel I was in, in Anaheim, California when that happened, because I had to walk outside to go ahead and yell into my phone and let people know I wasn't happy about what happened and we should have won that <laughs> super bowl joey burrow 
like a yard and a half rushing. If Aaron Donald pushes him forward instead of pushing him back whenever he falls at the end of the game, pushes him forward, he stumbles that. We take like $57 million from FanDuel with our same game parlay. Now, obviously, the coin toss on the Super Bowl did not start great with Billie Jean King throwing the cleanest coin toss in history where the quarter didn't even bounce. I mean, it hit the ground, stuck in there. It was like she was throwing it in the goddamn mud in SoFi Stadium, and I lost 30 grand on that. But we had our parlay almost back. Ty, you remember that? Oh, Ty, yeah. We were almost in that thing. That was like 50-some million dollars. The people at FanDuel were sitting in a suite at SoFi Stadium, actually nervous and sweating about that thing hitting because they're going to have to explain to Flutter why the fuck they just lost $60 million on one particular bet. It was because Joe Burrow almost hit his over for rush yards. He was a yard and a half away. That was a heartbreaker on the biggest stage in football. Yeah, without question. I think it was, if it would have hit, it would have been the, the biggest bet of all time. I mean, shit, we're talking. The largest hit of all time. Yeah. It was the, lar- it was the largest uh, bet, I think, of all time, like in history. I, I don't know how it'll be worded, but at some point when sports gambling is a little bit more official, they'll look back on that bet and they'll say, holy shit, how did they have that many people doing one thing and come that close to winning and that being you know, a magical moment for all of us sports gamblers in a championship moment, in a champion game that we can rely on whenever times get tough in the future, but it didn't hit. So now we have really, our foundation's built on sand. Our foundation is built on heartbreak. And then on Sunday, the super boost hits on Sunday night. And it's like, wait a minute. I hit a plus 1300 bet on Sunday as well. Wait a minute. My brain feels like it's better than it's ever been. It's calculating and operating at an incredible fashion. Then you get a chance to have a bet for Najee Harris to score. It's going to be a running game, it, even though it wasn't really. But I'm going to have a running game. Najee Harris is going to get into pay dirt. Chubb's going to get into pay dirt. And then all we need is the alternate spread of the Steelers to cover seven and a half. And we had it. Nine seconds left in the damn game. Now, Corey Bohork was too damn good of a punt. And obviously, Stefanski, okay, don't be such a softy. Fourth and a half yard. <laughs> Go for that fucking thing. Now, did he get the first down? Maybe. I mean, you tell me the angle that said he didn't. I guess the ref saw it. I must have had my eyes closed to it because I was already celebrating. I was sending text messages into the group text, and it might have been my fault, to be honest. might have been my fault. I sent a group text. I was like, hey, boys, let's start making some gifts about us getting hot, going back to back, us doing this thing. There's only nine seconds left. Then I see that ball get punted out of bounds at four, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I actually texted the group. It's going to be a stressful nine seconds, I said. Stressful nine seconds. And I think what Prime needs to figure out, I feel like I have pretty good internet in my house. I'm fucking paying for it, at least. I don't know if it's actually good internet, but I know that I'm paying for good internet. Phil Maines, CFO Phil, saw the game before I saw it. I thought I was on top of the whole thing. All I see is two words in the group text from Phil. After I said, this is going to be a stressful nine seconds, he goes, oh, no. And I go, oh, no, don't you? Oh, no. Me, the ball hasn't even been snapped yet. And then as that thing starts unfolding, I realize quickly why CFO Phil said, oh, no. That's because the worst play in the history of football happened to screw all of us. Well, I mean, what are we doing? The Browns, are the Browns I, on board though, Pat. They pat they they knocked this thing forward. They you would think right here that he would uh, pull this thing in and be stopped right in the one, but he knocks it forward to make sure to get a touchdown. Bullshit. Well, and that's illegal too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, mean, batting the ball, ball technically, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess you can act like boop, 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 yeah, boop, no. I'm it's a bat. But it clearly, it's a bat. It clearly says get in the end zone so we can fuck over everybody that took the super boost that Pat McAfee and the boys made for Thursday Night Football on Prime. That was supposed to be plus 800-something. It was supposed to hit big uh, for everybody. Uh, I mean, plus 800 has a 2% chance of hitting. 
Okay, 2% chance of hitting. And you know why that 98% chance is so much greater than the 2%? Because shit like that happens with nine seconds left. Now, who do we blame? Do we blame the NFL as a whole because they're rigging games? Did you guys ask Rappaport about oh, that? Yeah. Are they doing that or not? Oh, yeah. He had no comment. He said, you know, no, that's yeah. why you got to watch Typical the game until the very end. You know, because anything can happen. But, yeah, it was bullshit. It is rigged. There's no question. Clear bat. Should have won. Could have been. Could have been. Clear rigging. I mean, the internet was very quick with that, obviously. Like, hey, this could have been a, a rigged job. I'm happy to hear Rappaport cannot confirm nor deny whether that was the case. Let's assume the NFL can't do that and shit happens. So then we got to follow up. What else could the problem be? Well, maybe because we had a quick bite with Bear. You know, we had Chris. Oh. <clears throat> Bear came on yesterday, and I love this, man. Okay, I love Bear. Everybody knows I love Bear. <laughs> you know, put that big bear paw up. Use that big bear brain. Let's make some great gambling picks. Let's have a great time. I love Bear. I love talking to Bear. I like being around Bear. He comes on quick by the bear. Love the Browns. Love, love the Okay, thanks, Bear. All right, we'll have to do this again next week when you're not going completely against us. But there was a bet last night in which we would have both won. Bear would have won. We would have won. And it would have hit if Kirk Herbstreit and Al Michaels maybe weren't always just hanging out with Jeff Bezos. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe Al Michaels and and Kirk Herbstreit hanging out with Bezos was the reason why that happened at the end of that game. Maybe Amazon's doing too good. And the NFL said, and the football gods said, we need to make this the most electrifying finish of all time. And in doing so, we're going to screw over the thousands and thousands of people riding the same game parlay. So I've scratched my head a lot this morning, okay? I've been riding through these hills of Knoxville, Tennessee, staring at the beautiful green. I mean, it's very green here. I mean, Looks they got good like sun and good rain ratio, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is a beautiful day down here. Sun is shining, clear blue skies. The beautiful volunteer students are fantastic. I believe they're all skipping school right now. Hell yeah. Hey, is Peyton going to be the guest picker? Why, why wouldn't he be? AJ, who the fuck knows? But I do know that all morning, all I've been thinking about is how did we lose that? Why did we lose that? And that is not a good omen going into the rest of the year. I was hot, plus 1,300, plus 700. This pick, I felt good. I was seeing the book differently than I'd ever seen it before. I actually felt like I was settled in. And although, you know, Tone Diggs, congrats on, babe. Hey, baby, Tony. Congrats, Tone. And Hammer Down hasn't been happening in the last couple of days. It'll be back. I can't wait to watch it. I feel like I've become a better gambler this season. I was seeing things clear, and that plus 800 felt like a layup to me. And we had it, and it was ripped out of our palms, AJ. And I'm not happy about it. And I had to put a video out letting people know, like, hey, yeah, I'm not happy about this either. Then I got some asshole from the New York Post, okay, who I followed. So I guess we had done some something together in the past. And his big takeaway from us getting screwed out of that bet with nine seconds left with an annexation of Puerto Rico becoming a touchdown. Yep. His big takeaway was, you're allowed to bet $1,000 on Super Boost? How come I'm not allowed to fan? Hey, shut up. Okay, now's not the time to worry about the sliding scale depending upon what your gambling unit is, pal. Okay, just write your little fucking story about how bad we got screwed at the end of that game. Then I got people, obviously, that don't know us. This guy's working for FanDuel. He knew that was going to happen. You think I know? You think there's a number in the world that FanDuel could tell me if I knew what the end of that game was going to be? Do you know how much money I would bet on that being the fucking outcome of the game? If I'm a sports almanac, like people are saying I am alongside FanDuel, you think I'm going to take any deal with any sports book? Or you think I'm I'm a Robin Malbine. I'm a Robin Malbine. I'm trying to win just like everybody else is. FanDuel does not own this show. I am trying to take every dollar from them. So we have to dive right back into all that mess whenever something like this happens. And to be honest, we got to hit our next bet, boys. Okay? That's what we got to do because oh, yeah. this one's going to stick with me a oh, long yeah. time. And I think it's going to stick with all of us a long time, AJ. Yeah, well, I, I this has nothing to do with the rest of the season when it comes to all of these plays. So I don't think you should be worried about that. This will never happen again. This is the craziest 
ending when it when you said like the nine second situation, I was like, yeah, I mean, it would be crazy to think if something happened and this thing goes awry. But then it actually did happen, and we were there to witness it. And at least in my eyes, I'm like, good. We're never going to see that again. I'm trying to take the positive. I'm trying to be like Jerry it will Jones. Happen. Yeah. I'm trying to be like Jerry Jones here, Pat. It's all it's all positive all the time over here. We we got to witness a spectacle. I mean, did you see how that fucking game ended? I mean, they were throwing the ball around. There was bodies on the ground. There was a ball clearly batted forward in an illegal fashion right there. Right there. Actually, I think it was pretty clean. But yeah. nonetheless, this is sports gambling. I didn't necessarily. I mean, I'm appreciative of it because I bet a thousand bucks. And once again, the way regulated sports books are is you can only bet what your units are. And if you go outside of your units, they stop you. And if you have a boost, you can only use what your units are. You can't like take advantage of these places with it. So like, I'm happy I got my thousand dollars back. I'm happy everybody that rode alongside of us got their money back in bets and everything like that. But eight to one on everybody's money is such a fucking awesome way to go into week three of the NFL season. And it just, it got taken out of our, it got taken out of our hands like this, out of our pockets like this, out of our accounts like this, AJ. And they, they refunded everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you yeah. to FanDuel for doing it. Very nice Thank of FanDuel, you, FanDuel for doing it. But a follow-up, like, did not expect them to do that. I'm appreciative of them doing it. And that's sports gambling, baby. And we should have won it, AJ. We yeah. should be two for two right now on Super Boost this week. I, I Believe me, I agree. It was an absolute heartbreaker. It will not happen again, though. I, I, I cannot guarantee that, but I don't think it will happen again. Other than that, in the ending of the game, though, what are your thoughts on what happened the previous three quarters, three and a half quarters before that? It was a windy ball game, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it looked tough to kick, didn't it? Yeah, who do we talk? Did Bear tell us it was windy? Yeah, yeah. Bear in that quick bite. So I guess there, he did jinx us. You know, like he did. He did certainly jinx us coming in, and he has his big brain and all that. But him giving that little piece of advice there, information on the windy. I mean, it didn't pay off because he over ended up hitting, and I think that was the big thing. There was a lot bigger plays than I thought were going to happen. That George Pickens catch, dude. Oh, that's legendary. Like, like that is legendary. That's going to be a poster. That's going to be in his house. That's going to be in other people's house. That's going to be playing in the Pittsburgh Steelers halls forever. Even though it's only a regular season game and they end up losing, it's against the Cleveland Browns. It's on primetime football, and it's a, hey, give me that. Catch that. I don't think a lot of humans on earth can do. There was a comparison to Odell Beckham Jr.'s catch. That was a touchdown, and they won that game, I believe. Nonetheless, Still incredible in a game and for a guy that said, I'm always open. And there's a fucking reason, because if you just get the ball in the vicinity, I believe, of where he is, he's going to make a play. So I think there was a lot more magic than I think any of us could have thought of on the offensive side of the ball for both teams. Um, I think Jacoby looked great. Jacoby looked like how he looked with the Colts. Jacoby looked like how he looked like with the Colts before he got hurt against the Pittsburgh Steelers, ironically enough. Uh, He was slinging it, making the right decision. Nick Chubb's a guy. Hunt's a guy. Feels like the Browns really, that that player's only meeting helped a little bit. But I I think it was a much better game than any of us could have expected. And obviously it goes down to the very end. And uh, Al Michaels, uh, that's going to affect some of you out there. (laughs) You know who we're talking about. Yeah, we do. Do We we do, Al. I appreciate you, Al. I love you, Al. I think you're great at what you do, but. We didn't need the little uh, at the end there. Didn't Miles, Not Al's fault. Didn't Miles Miles. say what fast cars and pretty women? That's, women? Right. That's what he said they the talked about, about in that, that uh, players only meeting. So what if they did say we need to learn a little bit more about each other? What if they busted out a peace pipe in that thing? Actually, every awesome. time you get the peace pipe, you take two puffs out of it. We all know that. You say one thing about yourself and then you pass it. What if that is what the <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, right. that would be very valuable for yeah. a team. Like You'd get to know your teammates very well. I think that's a great idea. 
I don't know if everybody would partake, I guess, in the peace pipe activities, but we could put some like CBD in it for yeah. some people. There you go. And like, I, my hobby, I like fast cars. Is that what he's talking about? Is that how that got there? Maybe. <laughs> the I, next I guy know. says, I, I like women. I like pretty women. What, hey, what is your hobby? Uh, I don't know about, I love you too, man. I don't know about, I don't know about hobbies, but I do know I love women. You know? <laughs> I love, and then just pass the. And pass the peace pipe next guy. What do you like to do? Well, I got 14 kids. Uh, I got a farm in the off season and uh, I don't smoke any of this dope that you guys are smoking, but that's me or whatever. It's like, all right, thanks, uh, Jack or whatever, or Ezekiel or whatever. And then they go to the next person. I mean, it is. Who knows what it was? It seemed to work. Big time win for the Browns. Happy for them. A little piece of information that I learned this morning via DM. Um, so, you know, we're talking about Brownie the Elf. Brownie the Elf has become a big-time character because he's now one-and-one. With, right. uh, Kirk he, doesn't uh, like it. Kirk hates it, too. Well, Kirk hates it because Kirk's an Ohio guy, and I think all Ohio people that I've known are like a fucking elf. Did like, you hear him, though? Kirk was kind of worried. He was kind of, like, tiptoeing to say, he ah, to be honest, ah, yeah, I don't really love it. I don't like it. Like, he wasn't, Kirk's like, jumping all in. Kirk's new to the NFL. He doesn't week two doesn't need to be burning bridges with anybody. You know, I, I think True. Kirk might not know if he was going to piss people off yeah. by saying he hated. I, well, I understand else. it completely because yeah, I hundred percent get why he did it like that. But I think now he probably feels okay going going stronger. So I learned something though, AJ. What? You know, all these Cleveland Browns fans who are very passionate, very loyal. Congrats on a big win, last. I'm happy for you. Huge congrats. Win. That was a big win. You're right. With the way we set up the same game parlay, you guys still win. Like, yeah. you know, like we, a lot of people are like, that's what you get for betting against the Browns. Well, doofus, I didn't yeah, bet against didn't. the Browns. Actually, I, I actually took the Steelers with more than a touchdown. I think I actually bet on the Browns to win. I think that was actually my pick. That's how I got one point out of last night's three bets. I went one and two. Don't AJ listen goes to them. Two and marks. Well, no, I understand that. But these are the things you have to hear whenever you, you know, lose an anomaly situation with nine seconds left. You got to do that whole thing. I just, I think when we were told about Brownie the Elf, Remember, they're grandstand law. This guy's back to 1942. And this yeah. was a fan vote and all that shit, you know? Yeah. There was no dog option in the vote. Unbelievable. You know that? Did Here's they... what the options were. Okay. It was Brownie the Elf giving a fucking Heisman. It was just Brownie the Elf giving a pose, okay? Like he was about to experience total euphoria. Or it was the <laughs> Browns helmet or... Another Browns helmet. You gotta be shitting me. Either white in the, white riding in the end zones or yellow or uh, orange. Orange. Go look at the uh, go look at the um, the caption here. This is the vote. This was the mm. vote. And how did they? How do you vote? Like how did they vote? Like did they send emails or just hit like the an link in our bio vote? to vote for our field design this oh. season. You gotta okay? be so shitting a, me. Do we know? So there was even? no dog option. There was no dog option ever. Somebody sent me a DM. They're like, you guys are killing us because it was like a fan vote. And you're like, why aren't you doing the dog? Because the dog is the dog now. You guys have been to dog pound OG dogs. Like, why aren't we doing <laughs> dogs? Like, that, that's what we were saying. Yeah. They're like, we never had to fucking up. That wasn't even an option. What are we talking about? So obviously, Brownie the Elf giving a Heisman is better than him doing power stance. Like Aaron talked about <laughs> on a Sunday conversation. And it's definitely better than just a basic helmet on there. So I think the Cleveland Browns fans are like, well, well, well we vote. We we clearly picked the best option that we were given, but the Browns themselves didn't want the dog on the field. PETA needs to call Cleveland. They're trying to separate themselves from dogs. What's that all about? What's that all about, AJ? You tell me, pal. PETA needs to get back in there and say, you need the animals back in your system, right? Like They usually are saying, no, you can't do it. I guess they're winning, so. Are they? Yeah, Brownies, what? I don't know. Do you hate Brownie that much, honestly? Do you it hate stinks. that elf? It absolutely stinks. It fucking stinks. It's the dog pound. Are you kidding me? 
That okay. dog they have, that emblem is fucking awesome. It'd look incredible on the 50-yard line. Yeah. Your elf pound was loud, though. Well, I do believe the elf pound was very much into the game. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is it an elf house? Yeah. Yeah. Could be an elf cottage. Elf cottage, maybe? Elf shire. The tiny houses? The Keebler ones, they made the cookies. They were in a big tree. Oh, those cookies are good. Is that a Keebler elf or a Santa elf? I think that's a Santa elf. Who lives in the shoe? David the Gnome. That's something. I don't know who that is, but that's something you guys watch as kids. Something with you a, guys. some light. I've only, the only cartoon I saw was Doug. You know that. You talking about Smurfs? They live in a shoe. I think their little village is yeah, like a bunch of boots or little little houses. So they live in a shoe. Brownie elf come from a fucking shoe. They come from a tree. Yeah, they where come did from he? A cave. Like, what's the origin story of Brownie? Do we know? Yeah, maybe it's the Elf Cave. That whole the Cleveland Brown Stadium is just the Elf Cave, or like the. I don't know what they're going to call it. Dog Pound is dead, obviously. Not Clearly. even an option to put in the middle of the field. I mean, we didn't make that decision. We, <laughs> we thought it was one of the coolest things going. I mean, they had Andrew Whitworth almost chewing a fake bone last night yeah. while he's in the middle of the Dog Pound with a Miami Dolphin fan sitting right next to him. I didn't, I didn't fully comprehend how that Dolphins fan got in the middle of a Dog Pound. <laughs> it takes a lot of guts to walk into the face of a Dog Pound and say, I'm wearing a team that isn't even playing tonight. Then get on Amazon Prime. Pretty fantastic stuff. But, yeah, they, they couldn't put the dog in there because it wasn't an option. So I think we should back off the dog pound for not for putting the elf out there but it's gonna be hard for me not to think of that elf as a negative piece of shit because of what happened at the end of that game last night forever and that's that's my own personal thing that's my own personal thing and i'm gonna have to get over that i'm sure browns fans don't mind but the browns fans got to be happy with the performance of their team last night aj oh yeah i think they are what about the steelers though we didn't really talk much about them do you think they're on the right track what are they going to do I like that they're taking shots, right? I think we're all happy they're taking shots. That's a little bit more yeah. entertaining, a little bit more exciting brand of football, a little yeah. bit more winning brand of football. They were, weren't scared to death. Mitch was on the move a little bit, too, had a couple good runs. We should keep an eye out for his uh, quarterback rush yards because it sounds like Tomlin ain't thinking about making a move at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, de- definitive no. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and you can tell every Yinzer that, too. When they come to Akersher, they need not be singing Why that, is that? For- do you think it's because he feels like Kenny is not ready, or is it just he wants to protect him? What is it? I don't know. We're all very excited to see how Tomlin would handle this. This is yeah. the first time Tomlin's had to handle this type of situation. A lot of other teams have had to handle this type of situation. Young quarterback, drafted, high first-round draft pick. It is the program. It is the franchise. Do you put them in the water in the deep end and see how they go and let them learn as they go, like Peyton Manning did in other successful stories, or do you have them wait? And kind of learn like Aaron Rodgers did, yep. Tom Brady did. Like it is, there's no real right answer. So I think that's why we're all excited to watch how Tomlin did it. I think Tomlin's big thing right now is publicly he has to give a message of confidence to the entire locker room about Mitchell Trubisky being the guy. Like I think he has to say that because he doesn't want any conversations within the locker room to be start straying in the same fashion that all the Yinzers have, which is like, why not Kenny Pickett? I don't know if Matt Canada is getting cooked as much. Is Matt Canada getting cooked except for the fact that he has a terrible annexation of Puerto Rico, uh, Nick Morado? No, I thought he caught a pretty good first half. And then uh, we said the second half, I don't know, things kind of changed up a little bit, wasn't as aggressive, but, you know, they – they couldn't really run the ball that well, and they couldn't stop the run. So when you can't sustain drives, your defense is getting tired. Canada, Canada, I thought for the most part, was decent last night. I like that he just gave in to what everybody was saying, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, well, he might have been like, you know what? Yeah, we probably should take some more shots down the field. we got to loosen this defense up. Yeah, fuck. I mean, everybody's got a point. I hear them. All right. Yeah, fuck. You're right. We take it none. Thank you for bringing that stat to my desk. 
Okay. Yinzers that have been yelling, we will start to do it. Cause it was like a purposeful shot came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it like came out of nowhere. Like we're going to try. And I think we've talked to Aaron. I don't know if it was Aaron or some other quarterback that's been on the show, but actual strategies. We need at least one shot a quarter. Like yeah. we need at least one shot. We need like, however it gets in there. We do not care. We need to keep people honest with a shot because if you don't, everything gets real congested up at the line. I think that's what the Steelers are running into. Now, Najee Harris looks like he has some bursts and doesn't have some bursts sometimes. Yeah. Is there something going on with him? He, seems, he looks different than he did last year, right? Am I wrong in thinking that? Is it that his foot? No? Like I know he's he, the sprained loose Probably, right? Field. Well, and last year he was the one, like, he was, there was no running back too. You know, last yeah. night that guy came in and had a couple explosive plays. Like, so, I, I, I mean, you could see that something It's weird because be Nodge does, some plays, you're right, Pat, he looks like Nodge and he finishes, he's throwing dudes yeah. at the end of plays, he's running people over. And then other plays he looks like, yeah, maybe he's not 100%. He doesn't fully trust himself, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it, and that might be, and it might be good news. We might be looking at this kind of negative, like, Maybe the Liz Frank, what was it, sprain? Which yeah, I didn't know was possible. I thought it was either you boom, it's gone, surgery or not. Yeah, I know. I don't. That's a tough because surgery gets it fixed completely. Like a sprain, like it's like the body kind of handles it. Like the body will figure yeah. this out. Like we talked about the shoulder the other day. So maybe he's just going to get healthier. You Hopefully, know? that's the that's maybe, the hope. Yeah, it doesn't just yeah. get worse and worse as the year goes. But I want to pivot quick, Pat. I texted you about a play. Minka Fitzpatrick, he tackles Nick Chubb. I think the second play of the early. game, whenever early in the game. We, we pulled it up here. Everybody's watching this. If you watch from this angle, yeah. First off, unbelievable tackle. It's you, Nick Chubb, in the open field. But you watch from the end zone. Watch this play. Minka comes down, breaks down, bong, knee, oh, right shit. to the temple. Right, Not even to the front head. Go, if we run that back again, Evie, it's a great tackle. Nick Chubb. Hey, hold on, job. hold on. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. AJ. Yes. To your right. To your right. Right now. To your right. Yeah. On a bar stool, right to your right. Yeah. Oh, I can run it back. There's that box right there. Yeah. Oh, oh not oh, that oh, far. Too far, too far, oh. too far. Hit jog. Hit yeah, the jog, jog button. Jog, boom, yeah. And now spin it to the right. To the right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spin Here it to the right. Oh, that... Spin it, spin it, spin it. You can spin the shit out of it. No, just Bam. keep going and then you stop it. Oh, here we go, Rog. Oh, look at this. Okay. Okay. First off, yeah, Nick Chubb trying to jump him completely, but that's a tough tackle. You take away one side, make him force him the other way, Minka, and then boom. boom. Look at oh. that. That's directly in the side of his head, the temple. I don't know how Minka wasn't out cold right there, and Minka played the rest of the game and made plays. Yeah, and the Steelers' defense could not lose Minka going forward. So, obviously, in the second play of the game, that would be alarming. Minka looks to be in it, with it. Yeah, he is. But you can't. You have to assume that this had some sort of effect on him for what? The next hour, probably? I mean, I you mean, get punched in the fucking oh, head like right that. Right there. Look at it. In his neck, too. His neck can't feel great from that. Like, watch his neck crank back. Bong. Uh, and that's Nick Chubb, too. That's not, that's not a 175 pounder. That's a dude that drives his knees. Yeah, I mean, that is an incredible. He makes the tackle still. Wait, good on you, Minka. Good on you. Yeah, but you texted me thinking that Minka was going to be out or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I saw that. And I was like, I don't know how this guy continues to play. And the guy continues to play and make a bunch of plays. So, I mean, credit to Minka, man. Not only good tackle, but how do you come back from that? I think TJ Hart is a massive. You know what I mean? Yes. That's a massive, massive difference. And I, mean, I hope TJ knows it, but like, here's some a stat that got popped up on the screen last night. Since 2017, TJ Watt, right, with him on the field, 52, 24, and two, without him, 0 and 5, dude. Sacks per game go from 3.5 to 1.6. It's like the reason is, and although Highsmith, I think he's at four and a half sacks now on the season, is leading the team, maybe five. I don't know if he's stolen later, whatever. 
like he's going to have to deal with what TJ got. Yep. And normally if TJ's there, he gets to deal with what, you know, somebody who's not a dude gets. (laughs) It's like uh, just strictly because of numbers, like strictly because of numbers, they, the defensive player of the year is going to eat up a lot of people. We learned that in the trenches with AQ Shipley. So Highsmith, like when TJ comes back, Highsmith's only going to get better, I think, let alone mm-hmm. the rest of the defense. Cam Hayward's able to eat a little bit. Uh, Alualu is able to eat a little bit more. And then on the back end, whenever they're free up, they get more pressure, get more time. It's just like everything goes off of can you get to the quarterback, and they were able to get to the quarterback. The standard is the standard in Pittsburgh. But without TJ Watt, I think it is a much different team, and the stats say it. I think last night you could see it. And Jacoby had a lot more success than I think any of us could have fathomed he was going to have against that Steelers defense. And we have to remember Jacoby, good player, good, good player, good yeah. football player out there. He is. People, I, I think people have such elevated standards for what they think an NFL quarterback should be. They think every quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and they just that's what it looks like. I'm like, no, that's not. Those guys are like oh. they're the outliers. They're unbelievable. Like there's not a whole lot of guys that can do that. AJ, yeah. People you just said are all the Super Bowl champs. You had Matthew Stafford in there. Can you win without one of those guys? Here, answer Ooh. that question, AJ. Sports media. Can do you, you need one of those guys? Is that why fans is that why fans act the way they act and have the standard that they have? Is the immediate question, can this guy win a Super Bowl? I think so. And the recent history with the most modern style of football has shown us that you need a a guy. You need right? an elite level quarterback. I I don't it's possible without it, but it, you, it's possible you can have a guy that is Maybe good, not great, but he has to play great the last month and a half of the season. He really does. Well, he has to get hot. Yeah. I think that's for every, every team has to get hot. But I think you also need the Hunt Chubb. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, that's a huge, huge part of it. Jacoby's an NFL quarterback. Okay. Jacoby's better at football than I am. If he was to show up at your fucking pickup football game, he would throw for 45,000 yards if you had anybody in your friend group that could catch. Okay, that would happen. He would run people over a lot of quarterback sneaks and dives. He did that with the Colts, too. It seems like he's very comfortable with that. He's like, um, who is it? Tom Brady's like undefeated at those things. Did you see that one? He cut to the left. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He cut one to the left. He could have scored a touchdown almost. I think it might have been Minka that came up and got him, actually. But I so I'm saying I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I think he is a very good quarterback. I got to see it as well. Yeah. If you're a very good quarterback, not like, you know, superhuman quarterback i think you have to have that backfield and maybe a run game will win a super bowl again soon but it feels like with all the rules and with the way things are going with how tight ends rules have been opening with not the tight strictly ends are becoming, i don't think you win a super bowl just run like I think so. if running is your primary deal no if you're if you run the ball and it supplements the pass and you run the ball well and you stay with it and you consistently try to run it yeah, you can win but it can't be your bread and butter i don't think i don't well, think it's gonna make night, a run you look at I think so like, too they could run, but then in Joku and Amari Cooper, like they had several explosive plays. I think people roll their eyes when they hear Jacoby can, you know, make every field uh, throw on the field. But last night, like he was, he was airing it out. Oh yeah! I mean, the, if if their run game goes like that, and those guys on the outside have you know eighty, ninety yard games, like they can beat a lot of teams. And with the run game, and I think this is what I started my point to. Didn't get there. But with that run game, if you're a very good quarterback, it's a little light on the back end. You know, it's a little light on the back end. Yeah. So then it's one-on-ones for Amari Cooper. It's, uh, you know, like Njoku is going to get some space, even though they didn't target him. And Chuck Pagano yesterday said, probably going to target this guy. Yeah. Probably going to target And they did early. It was a real shame that me and Connors plus 20,000 or didn't hit. I know. That was a bummer. Back that you know one, I mean? that one would have been fun to watch your reaction, I think. 
Yeah, I'm in the reaction to this one. See, it's got a thousand K fucking views. Hey, Pat, you saw oh, that yeah. you you were mentioning like the run game, K, how the run game will uh, the run game helps with the pass game. I don't know if you saw this clip. We're gonna pull it up here. I like that. I can use this little wheel oh, here. My misery. Watch this though. Watch this play. This play fake by Jacoby. If you watch the top of your screen, you see Minka Fitzpatrick is the deepest guy on the Steelers defense. If you watch there, and in I'm between gonna, number and hashtag. Yeah, I'm gonna run this thing by here if I can do that, guys. I got the jog button pressed. Can I run this? Yeah. Yeah, just spin it. I'm to spinning. The right it. I'm spinning, spinning. Watch Minka fly down at this play fake. It's a pretty good play fake. Not amazing, but pretty good. Offensive lineman's not downfield, but they're showing that they're blocking. Minka's coming down, coming down. Minka looks like he's the whole player here. Like he's going to try to cut any uh, crossers, or you usually don't cut verticals, but safeties will. Watch Minka bites down. Oh, no, it's not a run. I got to oh, turn. No. Look at him. He's got to turn around. We'll watch from the end zone. And Amari runs just a beautiful route, which I want to watch from the end zone view. That's why I'm going to fast forward this sucker. Hey, hold on. That's Hasselbeck talking about those cross routes that are in, impossible to guard. Impossible. Yeah, those, it's just like unfair almost. Yeah, there's like deep overs. Watch Minka Fitzpatrick, number 39 there on the right side of your screen. You see this. Okay, he. if you look at the O-lineman, that's usually how you can tell if it's run or pass. You'll hear sometimes coaches say elephants on parade. If a bunch of O-linemen start getting a run together, like, you know, when they walk elephants at the circus and they tie them together, mm -hmm. they'll say elephants yeah. on parade if they're all going. Like, they'll take two or three super hard steps to the right or left to try to get you to think it's run when it's really boot or pass. Or you it, could listen to it, Russell it, it, on the sideline. Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah, pass ball or run ball, ball, fly, air, fumble. <laughs> the um, uh, did, the, did the coaches also say the big fat elephants on parade? Or Never. do you think elephants? Okay, elephants was just because, not because they're big bodies, but just because of how they act at the parades. How they would, how they would string them, they would tie them together, basically, and hey, just follow the leader, go next to them. So yes, it had nothing to do with their weight. No, oh, no. I thought you guys were body shaming them a little bit, but I think this was incredible work by you to play this and have this because, like, um, I literally, like, this is really good. What we just did here. Yeah, well, I want to show, I want to show you what's really good about this. Watch, I'm gonna spin this little wheel and run it. So oh, this is fucking great. But look at this. Okay, look at the. Look at the left guard here. You could hopefully get a read on him that this isn't. You tell me if you think it's runner pass because if you can see on your screen. The, the well, I like to see the whites on her knuckles. What you don't see, what you don't see, actually, that left guard. Look, he's barely in his three point. He has no weight on that stance. All right, all right on his stance. Here we go. He comes out. You look at that. Do you look at the weight on the Absolutely. stance? Absolutely, you're right. If they weren't wearing gloves, you want to see is his hand jammed in the ground? Does he look like he's coming? Oh, is, if he's loose like that, either it's a pass or this guy might be pulling or trying to get in the perimeter. You take the look. Okay. Absolutely. Now watch. You watch him. He doesn't take a, even a step out. He's firing. He's shuffle, shuffle sideways. Right there, you're hoping, okay, I can see it's maybe it should be passed. No one's coming downfield. But I think now, though, with the RPO game, it screws everybody up. I don't know how you ever know runner pass because yeah. linemen are always downfield in every play. These RPOs are killing it. But watch this route by Jacoby. So Minka Fitzpatrick's like, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Fake. Oh, no. I'm already inside this guy who I'm going to oh, cut. Shit. I'm trying to cut and probably double team Amari Cooper here. Let's try to turn. Let's try to speed turn, get back. at Okay, Amari Cooper right here. You see Amari Cooper, Pat? He stacks Minka. He's not Minka. It's uh, the, the corner, I believe, here. But no, watch. he stacked Minka, got on top of Minka. Oh, here. yeah, and yeah. But he's, he's directly behind this DB. But the DB, when he turns his head, you'll see Amari gives him this nice little shake to the sideline and then breaks it back across <sighs> the field. Boom. See it? The, <sighs> the DB has his back completely turned. His head is turned around. He's peeking over his left shoulder. And Amari's like, nope, I'm going this way, bud. I already got two steps on you here. And then Jacoby throws a nice ball that he can go out and get, and here we go. That's why the run game is so important, man. That that is why the run game is so important. When was this play? It's not just it's not just because 
it's not just because you can gain rushing yards and it's not just because like four minute offense, you can kind of, you know, run a game out and kill a team or whatever. It's because every single play, right? The defense has to be scared to death of it. And it affects formations. It affects reaction time. It affects everything, right? I mean, that's, that's really, that's a huge part of the run game. That's like Tom Brady. Loves the run game. Tom Brady is always going to have a good run game. And when they don't have a good run game, normally Tom Brady's offense isn't good. I mean, that is yeah. mm-hmm. just kind of how it is. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. Yeah. Aaron doesn't put up like fucking 600 yards a game. He puts up like 210 because every ball is efficient. Yeah. Every ball moves. And they normally have a pretty good little action in there or try to. It's like the run game matters, dude. And I think that's a beautiful depiction of it, AJ. We're lucky to have the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers to just pull that up and be able to spin a wheel on slow motion explain that thank you for that aj we got smarter there i tell you what i enjoyed this little wheel thing i'm glad i'll I'll definitely explore that as the time as i come in here on fridays and we do that but that play was the first play of the fourth quarter pat so obviously that was set up through all the runs earlier in the earlier in the game and it was third and one oh gosh are you kidding me how was how was minka not at the line of scrimmage i give minka credit for even being as deep as he was that's that Ivy League son of a bitch isn't it (laughs) it's a shame isn't Isn't it? it but that's what happens though because if you're minka if you're a linebacker it's third and one. You're like, all right, yeah, I know I'm not 100% sure, but I need to sell out on run because if I'm slow, if I'm soft on the run, this dude just falls forward for four yards and I look like an idiot. So that's what, but you're, it's exactly right. That's what happens. They set it up, they pound you, they pound you, they pound you. Oh no, I'm turning, I'm, I'm running and I'm gassed at the same time. And I got to find a way. And it's a huge play for the Browns. That's why it's a huge deal for a lot of teams. And we left Derrick Henry off the list there last time, but that's the greatest example of it because Vrabel stays committed to it because I think Vrabel understands it the most. That's why it's so like important for teams to be around in the lead or around because if it gets if it, if the other team starts pulling away, you have to get away from that, and then you lose all the benefit of your biggest weapon, which is not only the yards on the ground but also the defense having to respect and honor the run. Right? Like that's yeah. a. And that's why when teams get down and they're like, they're not built to come back. This team is not built to come back. I think that's normally what they mean. Like yeah. this team, if if another team is going to drop back into coverage and it's a known passing time, this quarterback probably not going to be able to. Yeah, you know, you're right. Probably There's no not space. Be Think able- how compressed yeah. it is. They always talk about when you get down the red zone. All right, for a quarterback or the defense, you like that because I can use the end line. As uh, as another defender, all the way back there, and there's no, they're so compressed. I I know they can't run by me. It's the same thing. Like if you can't get good play action, you're not going to create any of that space, especially in the middle of the field, if you don't get anyone to bite up. It's I, I mentioned it on here during camp when uh, offenses get pissed all the time at the the start of training camp when you're not wearing pads because you're not going to bite on many run fakes. Like nobody's biting on run <laughs> fakes. Aaron used to get so pissed at us the first couple of days. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're not going to be there, bro. You're not going to yeah, be there. Exactly, like, exactly. That's the thing, right? In yeah. the middle, of the, he'll be in his, he'll be in a drop. He'll he'll want to throw a pump. He'll and he'll start yelling in the middle of the play as he's scrambling at everyone. You're not going to be there. You're not going to be. Th- yeah, yeah, he's I've right. Heard it. I've he's heard right it too, though. You know, they're right. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right, bud. But today I am here. Right now, in this moment, I am here. That's my truth right now. Hey, you guys get me. And all season with this. All right, you guys get me all season for these couple of days. Okay, I get you. Yeah. Okay, this is this is my time to win here. But it's so that's that next level football IQ stuff that's happening in the NFL yeah. that I assume is happening other places. Everybody talks about how important the play action is and everything like that. But it's like these are you got to see full on. Don't you, that's yeah. a great idea. Like you need to see it. That's a, at least I'm a visual learner. I need to see why and how something works. But Pat, you want to pick our games? You know we got to we got to do our, our matchups still. I know you got to jump off here at the end of this hour. Hell yeah! And uh, you know I did my normal sit down with Bear because yeah. he was I mean, the reasoning for. It's not even fair though. Why well, I, I can't I can't agree with him. So, I mean, like last night. Look, last night happened. 
True. Like normally, that's that's how me and Bear are, by the way. And I'm learning a lot more about me than I am about Bear. <laughs> you, you know, mean? like Bear is a very successful known gambler. Okay? Sure. And it's almost every single game where I can pick what he's going to go with because it is certainly the one that I'm not. You know, <laughs> so like that, it, I I think I've become a better gambler because I'm getting to like chat with him on why he feels that way. Because I don't think he's doing it just to do it. Like he's not doing it just because like yeah. he's not betting a pass line at the um, or the no pass line, whichever one is the one you're betting with the house at craps or whatever. He's not betting with the house just to bet with the house like, oh, money's here. He's going this way. Like that's not what his strategy is. He actually does like feel that way, like his natural feeling is normally the opposite of what everybody else is feeling because he's been gambling for so damn long like that's just his that's mm -hmm. his thing he's been successful for a long time because normally when you're opposite of the public you're probably gonna win you know yeah. uh, more often yep. than not so my conversations with him are, have been fucking really cool like why do you think that in a couple of the games he did change my mind on it so it, maybe it is a little bit unfair but you have nothing to complain about Oh, you're, I'm not. You're worried. doing better than Bear and everybody right now. No, you are maybe one week. the hottest public gambler <laughs> on your last 18. You're fucking 12 and six or something like Pretty that. Pretty good. Was that, that what is, it was last week? Or no, I'm no, two I'm and zero this week. You yeah. counted this week. Your last 19. Your last 19. You're third. You're 13 and six or whatever. So like, dude, you. Well, we'll see. You, we'll see what I happens. I have to this catch week. up to you, bro. What about? Hey, does is Bear able to take all emotion out of his bets? Yeah, it's strictly business. See, that's I, I struggle with that because I can't root for a team to win that I don't want to win, even if I think they will win. So I think you're kind of uh, once once sports gambling gets legalized. I'm a, I'm Ohio, a gambling mark, is what they would say. You yeah. are a mark. No, no, for no, sure. no, 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 no. Because I think what you'll experience because I think I felt this way too. Like I want to bet on the team that I'm cheering for. Yes. I think the more you gamble, and once it's in Ohio, starting January first, welcome to the yes, party. Sir. Can't wait yeah, for you guys to join us, Ohio. Yeah. And be great. But like, as soon as you start feeling like, you know what, I can't bet on that team because if they win, I win money. And if my team, like, you'll get to that point, I think. Like, yeah, I think yeah, it's a win-win. It's basically a win-win yeah. for me. Yeah, because Connor does it every once in a while, except for with the Patriots. If it's another team that he really likes, he'll bet on the other one. I think other a lot of people do it. And when I first heard it, I was like. I'm never shut up. Okay. I'm not doing that. It's like, cause if everything goes right, I'm losing money. Why would I want to, Yeah. why would I want to do that? If everything goes right, why would I want to lose money? I would like to have a good time. That's why they won. That's why I'm pulling for this team. But now I got to deal with losing money too. And then you kind of get to a point where it's like, you know what? I'll take the happiness from the win of the game over the thing. Not every time I'll bet with the Colts a lot. I ride with the Colts a lot, way more than I should. So I'm kind of being a hypocrite when I'm saying this, but there's numerous games where I will put some money on the other team. And then I kind of like have a hedge with myself almost, you know, AJ? Yeah, I get it. I think it's going to be fun. That's why I can't wait for January 1st to roll around when FanDuel is legal in Ohio. But Evie, can you pop these games up? All right, Pat, I don't know if you can see them on your screen. What kind of screen are you looking at? Like, what are you on here? So uh, there's a Samsung TV right next to a massive, like, there's a very nice Sony camera here. I don't know the name of it. It is not one of the big box ones. It's more like, it looks like it's this one, Shoulder cam, but it's, really? but it's on a, it's on a tripod though. So it looks to be, I mean, how's the shot? It, it feels like this looks thing great. should have a fucking looks great awesome. shot. Yeah. yeah. It looks yeah, like it's, you're it's in college game day. Yeah. yeah, it's very nice. These ESPN folks are uh, have been way too kind to me in the tech department. But, yeah, camera here, very nice. One microphone. Same microphone as last. We can't hear anybody out here, right? So nice. Mm -mm. No. 
And then I got a TV right here. It's perfect. It's a dream. The weather's perfect. It's not too hot. There's, uh, it's, it's glorious. It's, uh, it's amazing. Let's dive into it. I like the Ravens. You like the Ravens at what? They're two and a half point favorites going in playing the Patriots. Yeah, I do. And I think this is one of those ones where me and Bear talked about because I'm kind of torn on this. Everybody knows I'm a big Belichick guy. Massive. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big Belichick guy. Who isn't? I'm big. I'm a, hey, Belichick will figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then taking into these picks, though, because the last two weeks have not gone, you know, necessarily fantastic in the overall 50 50, then a loss. And so I got to start thinking with my brain on my heart, just like we just talked about. Okay. I feel like Lamar Jackson right now. Okay, is going to do it. Now, the Ravens' defense is going to potentially get cooked yep. by Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and all the brains over there because of what they did. And what was, Actually, give me, give me the Patriots plus two and a half. Give me the Patriots. <laughs> That's I, just remembered, I just remembered Darius Butler's uh, breakdown of the coverage, not knowing what it was. Yeah. I'm going fresh off this conversation with Bear while I was kind of torn. I'm taking the Patriots plus two and a half at home, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones. Never a doubt. That's what I thought the entire time, AJ. <laughs> okay, That's yeah. what I thought the entire time. We'd we love to see your, your brain work in real time. I'm going to go Ravens uh, minus two and a half uh, against the Patriots. Oh. Next one. Here we go, Pat. We have. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You don't want it? You got to stay with your pick. I mean, you changed in. We watched your brain flip flop in real time on live. I saw all those guys grasping at nothing. One was play, literally. Yeah, they'll he, clean it up. They'll clean it up. Chuck Pagano. Chuck Pagano has been coaching secondary mm-hmm. 45 years or something like that. 40, 40 some years, okay. something like that. DB, Darius Butler played nine years in the NFL. Antoine Bethea played 14 years in the NFL. Branch, I think, had 10 years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. None of them knew what they were attempting to do in that secondary. Okay. I don't know if seven days is enough. Is seven We're days We're going to simplify enough? it, Pat. We're going to simplify it on the back end so there's no questions. All right. You got a drone? Is that a drone behind you? I mean, probably, dude. Oh, it's yeah? Just, it's a sky cam. Over your other shoulder. Where? And oh, kind of went behind the tree. It's gone by like three times. It's their sky cam. Uh, Wait, it's on, it's on wires? It's their sky cam? Yeah. What? Wait. Oh, you have a sky cam over the crowd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> AJ Hawk can't drive. There's a sign back here that says AJ Hawk can't drive. That pink one right there says AJ Hawk can't drive. I don't know. I tell you what, <laughs> I love people. People are so and awesome. And then the guy, the guy in the green hoodie right next to him says legalized two footed driving. I don't think it's illegal, but it should be, kid. All right, go back these to fucking are class. Amazing. I love these people. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Good for them. Thank you. There's a sign down here that says Pat McAfee show wins more than Anthony Richardson. I think that was a compliment to all the boys. I believe oh. there's some names on the bottom of them. They got oh. signs out of this motherfucker. Oh, no, That's please. pretty awesome. This is wild. Is this going to start happening? Vols tame more Gators than Steve Irwin. Oh, rest in peace. Oh, not a bad yeah. sign. Wow. Not a bad sign. Not a bad His sign. Kids are and then for the brand classic right up front, I appreciate the hell out of them. Oh, I mean, nice. this is That's awesome. this is a wild senior. I, we should almost get rid of this curtain next yeah. week going forward. We'll, we'll think about okay. this going forward. We'll think about this going forward. Okay. Good people out here, though. But it's a magical thing. Okay, so you're going with Ravens. You love it? I love Ravens at minus two and a half. Yes. Are you kidding me with Lamar? And I love Bill Belichick and what they're doing, too. I just think Lamar's too much. All right, I'll take the Patriots. Plus okay, after. good. All right, Bills traveling to Fuck. Miami, and the Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites in Miami. What do we do here? So, love, this feels like they want you to bet the Bills, doesn't it? Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Of course. Bills have slaughtered everybody. Yep. They've killed everybody. They want you to do it. I talked about it earlier. The reason why I am who I am is because I'm a guy that will buy into the hype. Vaughn Miller is about to be on every single week. Okay. Did you hear what he said about 
Top Gun Maverick being the metaphor that he chose Incredible. to describe yeah. that Buffalo Bills team right now. We're trying to find mock fucking 11 right now, dude. Okay. <laughs> right. We, yeah. we, we're nowhere near, we're nowhere near done is basically what Vaughn said about the Bills. Give me the Bills minus five and a half, even though I love the Dolphins and what they're cooking. It's going to be fins and down. <laughs> Bills Mafia <laughs> up, pal. I have to go with you here, man. I, I would like to pick the, the Dolphins here, but I think five and a half is tough for me. I think the Dolphins either lose by more than five and a half or they win the game. That, I think it's one of those. So I'm going Bills here minus five and a half for sure. Bills are uh, approaching territory where you just cannot bet against them. Until it gets to be like 17-point spreads and yeah. stuff like that, you think? They're so What if good. they do get college spread? What if they start getting college? We're wait. This is one of those like potential well, freezing cold takes. But what if it gets to college spreads for this fucking Bills team? Like, why? Yeah. It's only we're going into week three. This is an overreaction. Sorry, that's what we do. Sorry right. about it. Like, what if they do become a team that just power bombs everybody? That, that would mean, be. They're on their awesome. path. They're on the way right now. What about Saints? Uh, Saints Panthers here. So Saints are two and a half point favorites. They're traveling to Carolina. Christian McCaffrey's playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my biggest issue is Carolina Panthers give away every play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They if give away. Every I don't know if that's one hundred percent, Pat. What? No, no. I heard it. It was a matter of fact. It was stated as a matter of fact. I heard it. You heard it. There was no cherry picking. We're not cherry picking. But I, I was told <laughs> by a friend of this program that that was a matter of fact. Christian McCaffrey, one yard behind Baker Mayfield. This is coaching malpractice. It's a run. RPO. Okay. If he's next to him, it's a pass. This is. I'm not cherry picking plays. This is a matter. He delivered that as a matter of fact, and yeah. the Carolina Panthers fans who are. So done with rule shit. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mentioned it last week. We were in North Carolina, you know, up in mm-hmm. Boone. And I said, Matt Rule might go to Nebraska. They cheered. They cheered because <laughs> they're, they're, Panther, they're Panthers fans. They cheered because they were happy to hear that he was potentially leaving. So Dan was basically throwing, you know, throw gas on fire, man. Yep, that is right. basically what he was doing, as a matter of fact. And as soon as I seen it, I'm like, damn, if Dan's right, like, that's a great catch. That's really good work. Congrats to Dan. And then I immediately thought, they're going to hear this, and I assume they're going to respond. And mm-hmm. they have. I don't know if it's their, their accounts are putting out show or plays that are like obviously uh, hypocritical, uh, hypocritical and counter to what Dan Orlovsky was saying. But those started leaking out there that Matt Rule said, <laughs> if they knew we were on ball, how we rushed for 136 fucking Dan. Huh? Dan <laughs> why don't you put the suit on and shut up? So I assume Dan's eating it right now, getting sure. it on the shins from a lot of different places. But um, Carolina Panthers are an interesting story, uh, no matter what you say. And for that reason, that reason alone, because I don't know about the Saints at all, I'm going to take the Panthers plus two and a half. The whole world hates them. Maybe that's Ooh. a rally cry for them all. AJ. Okay. Whole world hates them. Baker, maybe last chance. Matt Rule, maybe last chance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, whole I, world hates them. I wanted to take the – I thought about taking the Panthers here. You taking the Panthers really surprised me. I did not think you would do that, especially with the Saints' defense. But I'm going to ride with you here and take the Panthers as well. I really am. Okay. I didn't Whoa. think I didn't want to. I almost just flipped it because I didn't want to agree with you. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like something's up. I think like the Panthers are going to find a way, maybe. So you wh- sniff out some. Sh- you're sniffing out some some shit. You're right. sniffing I'm some hoping. Shit. I, I'm sure hoping so. But what about this game? This is a game I thought you'd be excited about. Kansas City Chiefs traveling to right here, Indianapolis, yeah. Indiana, five yeah. and a half point favorites over the Colts. I'm, I assume mm-hmm. your little surprises isn't bigger, right? Um, uh, Connor. Said some egregious stuff yesterday. Uh-oh. And Ty agreed. Ty co-signed. Uh, and on, that was kind of stinking terrible. rude, if I had to guess. Stinking. Pretty stinking rude. <laughs> Freaking idiot. I don't know if you saw. Um, there's an air conditioner right here that I'm currently deflecting right into my, uh, uh-huh. right into oh, my nice. body. Yeah, yeah, watch the urine. Starting to heat. The sun's starting to become pretty real. Um, there was a tweet yesterday by Jim Mercer. It said, 
Don't know if you've seen it, brother, basically, is what he said. It was the uh, injury report from practice. Yeah. Shaq Leonard, full participant the last three days. Yes. DeForest Buckner, full participant last three days. Right. Michael Pittman, full participant in practice. Jim Irsay, quote, tweeted that with a purpose saying, hey, team. Here we go. A barn of Colts fans. (laughs) We're back. And after a 24-0 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, you would assume that the Kansas City Chiefs would be favored by 14, yeah, maybe 20. You're talking college right. spreads. I was like, 20, if there's ever a game, 30. this is it. Right? But right. I, you tell me Shaq Leonard is back, I'm good. 24-zip, one week removed to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh. If you listen to what Jim Mercy's tweeting and you kind of crack his code of what he's saying, <laughs> this should be a one- to two-point spread. <laughs> Five-and-a-half is way too many. Give me the Indianapolis Colts, who are all the way back, okay? Matt Ryan's about to showcase that he's an astronaut, that he's a Navy SEAL, and we're about to do this thing. I got the Colts plus five and a half. I'll be in the building. Let's go ahead and try to look like a football team. And I I still think Chiefs win, but let's make it a game, AJ. Let's make it a game. Yeah, let's make it a game. Five and a half. I thought at least maybe a touchdown. You know, like that would make it different. I I feel like. But I'm I'm going. Obviously, I'm going Kansas City here. I understand your ties. I get it. I think the Colts would understand. Uh, if you did not go with him, but I get it. You're going to be there. You can, nah. I feel like if you're in the, if you're present, at least myself, I feel like I can control some of the game. If I really want a team to win, I can will them to win if I'm there, but I'm not going to be there. So I'm going chiefs here. So Pat, I mean, I, if I those guys, a lot of money. Are, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, if those guys are back and they do get not, not necessarily right. blown out, but they get the brakes just blasted. Plus. Is it full panic mode? Um, we hit full panic mode last Sunday. Yeah. About halftime. Yeah. Okay. For sure. About halftime. About halftime was full panic mode. Like coming out of half, maybe. Like hey, maybe we're out of halftime speech. We're going to give it a, a stinking good one. You know, we're going to go for. I think there was full panic very early that, oh no, we got rid of Carson Wentz and we're paying more money and teams looking less ready to play football in the men's league. You know, there's a lot of that because week one, then the first half, then the second half came. And then you start have to start cooking up concepts of why you shouldn't hit full panic mode. And once you start doing that, guess what, Ty? You're in full panic mode. <laughs> yeah. So I think we've already hit it, but I am still at the level of full panic mode to be able to cook up a mindset. Yeah. That's like, nah, we can still win a game. Now, if we do get absolutely, which is, I mean, Travis Kelsey has a new podcast with his brother, and it's awesome. Yes, yeah. it is. And tra- Travis Kelsey also awesome at football. Patrick Mahomes fucking unbelievable at football. We actually cut a promo after week one that was basically on Overreaction Monday. Like, hey, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Like, we need to remember that. So that's a little bit um, of a glaring issue that we could be staring down another massive loss. But we're going to win because I paid so much money for seats that I can basically break up a fucking pass, AJ. I know you're right. You hear me? You better get on camera, man. Oh, they, they will probably. What if, Kelsey, of, what if Kelsey scores and gives you the ball? Are you going to throw it back? No, 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 no. This is not rookie of the year, pal. Okay. <laughs> I, I get that home run ball. I'm hanging on to it. I am. Uh, thank you, Travis. Probably full dap up. Appreciate you, man. Uh, this is going to go up in the new studio. We need a lot of decorations. AJ, you've seen how empty all those walls are. Yes. So I would be very thankful okay. for that. Hey, Travis, if you're watching, would love a dap up football uh, in the end zone. Uh, but I do hope the Colts cover five and a half, pal. Yeah, be- before we get to the, the Lions, Vikings, I would imagine you, you know, Bills fans, they should send in some paraphernalia to the, the office here that we could put up on the walls maybe in the future, right? Any team, really. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we want. You don't you be know, hauling a couple buildos out here. Fifty buildos. You don't want a buildo wall. You can have a buildo wall. We had to go to a council meeting to get the property you're on rezoned. Yeah. Okay? okay, I had to represent our company in a council meeting against the neighbors and the citizens. Yes. That's right. Could you imagine what Smothers would think? <laughs> oh, the man who cut a promo against me and then came back. I object, by the way, <laughs> to this notion. He's been holding down the fort in that neighborhood, which we are very thankful to be in for a long, long time. Also, my neighborhood, you know, so like True. I'm happy yeah. that we got those types of guys in the neighborhood. Okay. I'm happy that that's I like. We must protect this house. I'm happy we got that. Okay? okay. I'm happy we got that in there. With that being said, if he finds out, there's four to five hundred dildos getting tossed out of that place. <laughs> not good. He might go into full heart attack and cardiac arrest. You hear me? You're right. So maybe not the dildos, but we do need stuff. We need paintings. I think we need artifacts. Cool graffiti art. You could have people do. Yeah, opportunities are endless. Zeet mentioned uh, some vinyl wraps because then you could. You're not stuck on it. Like in three years, if you want to change it, you can change it. We had a company hit us up to do that too. Like, there's been a lot of people like offering their services, but I have no idea what the fuck we want, dude. Yeah. Are you? You kind of are, I guess. You and your wife, kind of designers. I'm not, but she is, but yeah, I, that's a, that's a different world. Yeah. She had to see it. You, you know, you got all kinds of, you imagine the opportunities bro, are endless, man. You can do whatever you want, bro. We pick something terrible though. Yeah. Putting it in is going to take four to five days of random motherfuckers in the building. And I True. hate that. I hate you. it. Yeah. I hate it so much. I, I, I've learned that about me. Could you ask them to come at night? Days. Like honestly, when you're not here. Yeah. And we're paying a lot more money for people to do that. Cause I do feel bad that they have to do that. Cause I understand that's not like fair to them. So we're paying a lot more money, I believe, yeah. but also like, I fucking hate it. Like I, I don't, I just, I like being around like our people. I like doing our thing. And if we, we get something in there, it'll be a four to five day thing. And the asks will be hilarious, mm -hmm. what we'll have to provide. Yep. And then what if we hate it? Yeah. So now we got to have somebody come in and take it down that's another day or two of people in there. It's like when we make the decisions, we got to make them right. And I think that needs to be out of my hands probably. We're, I'm going to be delegating that move, AJ, to somebody else to make those decisions. I okay. Think. Well, hey, the good thing is we have tons of space. You can't go wrong. It's whatever you guys Boom, want. So much space. Bro. What about so Lions, much. Vikings here, Pat? Lions traveling to Minnesota. The Lions are five-and-a-half-point dogs coming after a big victory. Yeah. Evie, what's going on here? What's going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what about last year. Both these games came down to the last play. Vikings won one on a field goal. Lions won one on a touchdown. Also, at this point, the Lions remain covering machines, so I don't know how you don't just ride with the Lions until they prove us otherwise. Yeah, give me the Lions. Foxy sold me, plus five and a half. The Vikings, this might be an overreaction, but I overreacted to them week one, and yep. that got me week two. <laughs> so now I'm overreacting back the other way. Give me the Lions, AJ. I, I, you know what? I have the exact same thought process when it comes to the Lions as <laughs> you and the Vikings. So I will take the Lions at uh, plus five and a half here, and we'll move on to Philly is traveling to Washington, and Philly is six and a half point favorites against the Commanders and Carson Wentz. What do you do here, Pat? I appreciate the fact that Michael Lombardi calls them the Commodores. Not a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> Bear told me that. Bear told me, he said, you know Lombo. And then he told me, he said, Lombo just called the commanders the Commodores. So I was like, yes, you yes. should hear him try to pronounce people's names on our show. Like yeah. he, <laughs> he is a real gem. Uh, give me the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep, I'm going um, Eagles here too. Perfect. Good. I like the Eagles a Minus lot. Six and a half. Big, big old spread. But all right, Raiders are traveling to Tennessee now. You know, Tennessee's trying to get the first win of the season. The Raiders, too, I yeah. guess, right? We got a couple of defeated teams playing each other. Raiders are one and a half point favorites, huh? In Tennessee. That's a bit surprising. What are you, you going to do here? 
I don't know if Nashville is going to be a home field advantage or not for the Titans right now with how <laughs> potential down they are. Give me the Raiders, bro. Give yeah, me the Raiders. Oh, gosh. I don't like to pick against Braves, but I do like me the neither. I think I think the Raiders find a way. I really do here. Man. Braves, no offense. He knows. He, he'll never see it. You know, Braves doesn't. Like, he would be mad if someone showed him this clip. Anyway, what do you, why are you showing me this? Like, why is it, this doesn't matter to my life? What are you doing? Does this affect me at all? No. <laughs> Does this help me beat the Raiders? No. Get it out of my fucking face. Yes, exactly. What a hilarious guy. <laughs> he's, he's the man. All right. <laughs> Texans traveling to Zeke's hometown, Ooh. Chicago Bears. The Texans are two and a half point dogs. That's a bit surprising. What do you? What? I don't know where I'm going to pick here. What are you going, Pat? Uh, Houston, uh, Chicago has a problem. Give me the Houston Texans and Dougie Davis Mills. Yeah. A lot of these teams for me, like, hey, you're going to have to prove it for me. And the mm-hmm. Houston Texans somehow have because they've been very competitive in games that we never would have expected. And that's great whenever you're getting points on the road. I like the Texans right here. Also, AJ a Lovey Smith redemption game. So, oh, I forgot. Oh, Lovey's coming back. He's yeah. on the opposite sideline. I'm, I'm Texans we all the way. That. We should super boost that. We should. I think, I mean, I. The Texans, I think, have a great chance to win this game, even though they're two-and-a-half-point dogs. But all right. All right, let's move on. Bengals at Jets. I will be live in the stadium here for this game, uh, honoring Nick Mangold, going in the ring of honor there. Congratulations to Nick for the New York Jets. It's a big day for him. I'm excited to see him, see Joe Burrow in person. Bengals are, what, six-point favorites against the Jets here? I like the Bengals here. I'm going to jump off and go first, even though I'm going to be in – Nick Sweet at his thing for his jersey deal. I think you would understand. I'm taking the Bengals here. Give me the Jets. I'll take the Jets off of what they did last week. Feels like vibes are high with old footsteps, Flacco. Hope Connor's having a great time every time I say that I think of him. I like the Jets. I don't know if the Bengals have it figured out, and if they do, it'll be a close game. It feels like that's how the Bengals are going to play for a bit. Okay, here we go. A couple more quick to go. We have Jags uh, are traveling to play the Chargers here, and the Jags are seven-point underdogs uh, against the Chargers, Justin Herbert seems like he's going, right? Yeah. Most likely yeah, going to play. Us. We just don't know how great he will feel. Uh, where are you going here? Uh, Eckler unfollowed me, by the way. I think it's probably because we brought up what he what? did. What? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. He must have been the algorithm. The hell's that no, about? I, We're pumping. His... I think it's because we spotlighted his Twitch a little bit where he was saying, you know. Well, he wants more followers on Twitch, right? Uh, he's He has a great Twitch. Uh, just, you know, it was. Seems like Herbert's going. I don't know. Keenan <laughs> Allen probably. Sorry for the plug, pal. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're just trying to put you over a little bit. And whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever, dude. I think I like the Chargers, though, just because of that reason. Too many question marks. Obviously, a little bit of drama there. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I like the Chargers here as well. And then we have the Falcons traveling to Seattle. Give me the char- give me the Jags plus seven. Actually, there we go. okay. I'll stay with my Chargers pick at minus seven. That's, that could be a good one there. I'm excited to watch that one. Falcons at Seattle here. Falcons are one point dogs. Okay, there we go. What do, you, what do you think here? It's a toss. This is what they call a classic toss-up. Uh, give me the Seattle Seahawks. I'm taking the Falcons. I think they find a way. What Artie Smith and the boys find a way to get this thing done. What, what games do we have left now? Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Yep. And then Chargers. Those are all Sunday. That's the Rams, late window game. Cardinals. No, the only one. 49ers, is Broncos. Cowboys, Giants. The only one you won't pick. Oh, okay. Here we go. Packers uh, at Tampa Bay. Packers are one and a half point dogs. Give me Aaron Rodgers, okay? I know Tom has got the boys flying. Lenny Fournette is a weapon. Uh, give me Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. Seems like he took an ayahuasca yeah. trip to finding out how to play football again uh, with those Packers last week. It feels like they all did. Give me the Packers. Yep, I'm taking Packers here as well. And then we have uh, L.A. Rams traveling to Arizona here. Rams three-and-a-half-point favorites at Arizona. Arizona coming off a... Unbelievable, crazy victory last week. What are you doing here, Pat? 
So this is one I thought would be bigger, right? Didn't we all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So for that reason, that reason alone, give me the Cardinals. Okay. Plus three and a half. Cliff, right, I'll take the Rams. Or I'll tell yeah, I'll get the Rams Call here. Duty out? Cliff, yes. Just the first weekend. You know, okay. I think you'll be able to like discipline first weekend because how much everybody talked about it. Look for it like as everybody around him in his circle continues to talk about how awesome a new game is in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, <laughs> to, to potentially give in. That's what I'm thinking. But maybe he doesn't because he's a guy they found in the second half. McVeigh is dominated. Kingsbury plus three and a half feels good for me, though. Okay, here we go. Last one. We're going to pick Niners at Broncos. Niners are one and a half point favorites. Jimmy G is in the lineup for there. Obviously, Russ is cooking and riding there with the Broncos. Who you got? They gave me a belt buckle, Hell and yeah. I appreciate them for that, the Denver Broncos. But nice. you go on, give me the Niners right here. Oh. You know, not that long of a flight, not that long of a trip. Jimmy G's all the way back. The squad's ready to roll. George Kittle, I don't know what his deal is, but give me the Niners, dude. Yeah, I like the Niners here, whether Kittle is in the lineup or not, and that will wrap up all of our picks. Pat, I know you have to leave the game day set. You guys have a bunch of professional things you're doing on that stage. We actually have everyone stick around here. We're going to take a quick five, and then we have Matt Castle, the cast dog, coming on the other side. Take five. Take, Take five. five, everybody. Pat, good luck. Enjoy it, Pat. Have fun, man. This place is unbelievable. My first time here at the Thunderdome. It's crazy. I'm still walking around, so I appreciate you putting this whole thing together. Hey, thanks for the Hawkeyes, dude. That thing is awesome. It's not I done. Wait for- I got ideas. I'm taking pictures and sending them to Schlegs. I got ideas for things outside and whatever, so, yeah. We're here cooking. We go. Yeah, I got the little go. accessories make the place, so, Pat, have fun at game day. We will be watching <laughs> you. I'm sure you'll be doing awesome things. <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Matt Castle. Yeah, Castle. Castle, what is happening? New, you got some new new digs there. I mean, Hell my yeah. goodness, really up in your game with the studio. Wow. Yeah, this. Well, Pat, got, he bought this church. I don't know how a couple years back, mm-hmm. and then he's been working on it and figuring it out. And then this uh, this past Monday was the first day that everybody was in here. This is my first time actually seeing the facility, Cast Dog. I come in on do Fridays because Pat is doing a uh, game day, and I tell you what, it's. It's basically what would happen if a like a, a an adult wanted to build a playground where they could go hang out and do all the fun things that they love to do as an adult. This is the place. Yes, yeah, the fantasy. That, this is the much. place. Let, let's go. It's fantasy for adults. Let's go. Yeah, it's I awesome. love it, fellas. Castle, what's going on? Well, so I, I want to touch first off last night on the game, the the, the yeah. Brown Steelers game. What do you think's going on there? Let's go with the Steelers first. What's going on there at the quarterback position? How long do you think Mitch Trubisky stays in the lineup? And also. What I really wanted to ask about like quarterbacks, how, how important is your confidence? I would imagine any position that's huge, but at the quarterback position, I think you have to be 100% confident in, in every single moment, I feel like. And I don't know if Mitchell Trubisky has that confidence right now, and if you lose it, can you get it back? Yeah, that's the part about being a quarterback. You've got to have confidence, and you've got to have some shit to you, right? You've got to have a little bit of that swagger, that moxie to play the position. And right now, Mitch – you know, he they went out, they beat the Bengals, but a lot of that was defensive-oriented, right? They had the five turnovers. They had one pick, pick six by Mika Fitzpatrick. So that's really what won that game. But they haven't been able to really consistently been able to sustain drives. You saw they struggled a little bit against the Patriots last week. They haven't had a ton of explosives. And so from a confidence standpoint, the only way you build confidence is you go out there and you perform well week in and week out. And it's not that Mitch has been performing terribly or poorly. It's just – they haven't been able to get it going offensively to where they can say, look, we need to put the team on our back right now, go down, make a big score, and they weren't able to do that last night. Now, from a standpoint of Kenny Pickett, I know that they're high on him, but again, Mitch hasn't done anything to where you'd say, well, he definitely should be out of the lineup, but at the end of the day, sooner or later, they're going to turn to the young guy and see if they give him a spark, if they give him that extra 
gear to where they can go out and make some more plays and, and give that offense more confidence. Because sooner or later, if you're struggling offensively, there's a lot, as you well know, in that locker room, right? The guys around you, the wide receivers, the tight ends, they start all questioning, are we making the right decision? We know we got this guy that performed really well in the preseason. You took him in the first round. When are you going to get this guy in the field? Give him an opportunity. So it's hard, but confidence just comes with stellar play. And right now that they're struggling to find that. What about Jacoby Brissett on the other side in the Browns? He had two touchdowns played. I thought a very good game. I'm sure it seems like he executed the game plan that they kind of had in place going into that week. And I know he was with the Patriots for a little bit. I don't know if you and Jacoby crossed paths ever on the same team, but what, how do, what do you think he took from at least being around guys like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and all of that? Right, you can tell he's a veteran presence, right? He's been around the league. He's had his bumps and bruises. He's played with the Colts. He's got a lot of experience. And right now with Kevin Stefanski, I was with Kevin Stefanski in um, Minnesota, and I know that Jacoby Brissett and I, we never crossed paths. I know him off the field more than I do on the field. We never were teammates. But he's got to have a lot of confidence. And Kevin Stefanski has done a great job of navigating that situation. You know, there's a, a lot of moving parts here with the Deshaun Watson shadow overhanging in the background. But it's his opportunity to go out there and perform well. He's taking care of the football. He's delivering the ball. He's scoring when he needs to. And they're relying on that run game. You know, it's a run-first mentality. But at the end of the day, when it was time for him to go make a play to him to step up he was able to do that and that's that's a huge component of it and that gives as you just talked about confidence that gives confidence to that entire team because they've got a good good team surrounding him and the question mark was how was Jacoby going to perform early and I think despite last week's blunder and with two minutes left against the Jets this team has performed well offensively I think probably more so beyond expectation than what a lot of people thought. Oh, I think when you watch the Browns offense and you see Jacoby, I feel like, okay, there's a professional at the helm. The guy feels in control. He feels like he has a full like comprehension of what they're trying to do. And it, it makes you feel comfortable, I think, when you see Jacoby's presence out there. But I wanted to quickly pivot to an, one of your old squads, obviously the New England Patriots. Everyone loves to ask about Belichick and what's going right. on there and everything. There was all this talk in training camp about who's calling the offensive plays. Joe Judge, Matt Patricia. Bill Belichick, who's involved. What do you think is going on there, and how much impact or how much input does Bill Belichick have normally on the offensive game plan? I think he has a tremendous amount of say of what's going on, personnel, matchups, how you're going to attack. Then again, I believe it's Matt Patricia's job. Like He's calling plays, but it's a collaborative effort, and it always has been that way. As you well know, like defensive coordinators, yes, they put together the general game plan, but at the same time, they rely on that linebacker room, the, the defensive line group, to put together the run fits and all the different stuff that goes along with it. Same thing with secondary coaches. They all collaborate together, and it's the same thing offensively. Offensive line coach, which actually happens to be Matt Patricia and Billy Yates, but from the tight end position to all those guys, they all have to have a say during the week. But at the end of the day, when you're putting together the game plan, it's Bill Belichick, it's Patricia, it's Joe Judge, those guys sitting down, formulating the game plan, and then Matt Patricia's calling it with, I'm sure, you know, at any point, Bill Belichick being able to come in and veto certain plays. But, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, and it's a process. You know, anytime you change coordinator, particularly in the fashion that they did, which is kind of unheard of going from a – defensive-minded guy, a defensive quarter, now he's calling plays. Now, look, there's a lot of knowledge that comes along with that of understanding scheme and system of and, and the different adjustments that defenses make. But at the end of the day, you knew that there was going to be, you know, some, some moving parts here for Mac Jones to get comfortable in that new system. Uh, Ty Schmidt. 
Cast Dog, you know Tom Brady very well. His wide receiver room in Tampa is very, very banged up. They just got Cole Beasley. We'll see how much he plays on Sunday. From what you know of Tom, how much different is he from other quarterbacks when it comes to having to kind of build chemistry with some of these guys very quickly? Like, do you think we should expect Cole Beasley to kind of jump right in there and have a similar effect to some of those other guys Brady's liked, like Welker and uh, Edelman? Like, should we expect to see something like that on Sunday? I think you easily should expect that. I mean, I was with Cole Beasley in Dallas, actually, and he's a special talent, especially because he's got unique quickness, right? There's not a lot of guys that can cover him within that 5- to 10-yard range. And Brady will really kind of minimize his package, make sure that he's comfortable in what he's doing, but also take advantage of that, particularly third-down situations where they might have to get in stacks and bunches and do that and help him get off the ball, but get him comfortable early. I think he could have an impact in this game, particularly because you said when you look at the wide receiver position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there's a lot of injuries obviously Chris Godwin you know it's he's questionable Julio Jones Russell Gage is coming back off of injury no Mike Evans so Rashard Perryman Scotty Miller those guys are going to have to play so and I also think it's going to impact their personnel group this week they'll probably be in a lot more 12 personnel and try to run the rock with Leonard Fournette and get some get something going positive there Matt, the uh, the Bills travel to Miami to play uh, the Dolphins. Obviously, we know what's going on in Miami. There seems to be a, a groundswell of support, and people are super pumped for what they're doing. The new head coach, Tua, just slanging that thing. What do you see when you watch Tua in this offense play? Yeah, it, it's interesting because if you were to watch just that first half of the game against Baltimore Ravens, they were getting smoked, right? It's 28-3. to three. He had two picks, and they're probably everybody's going, oh, gosh, here we go. It's going to be a quarterback controversy. But that's the beautiful part about playing four quarters of football. Then you see the fourth quarter come around. They outscore the Baltimore Ravens 28-3. to three. Tua puts on a clinic. He's throwing the ball all over the yard. And it helps when you have probably the best – two wide receivers in the league, at least combination of wide receivers in the league for the Miami Dolphins because Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, what they were able to do. But again, it, it speaks to, I think, his mental fortitude, his ability to go out there, put things behind him in the first half and go out and just perform in the second half. Because look, this guy's got a microscope on him. Everybody has judged him all offseason. This is his year. If he doesn't work out, he's going somewhere else. To see him go in, into a game like that, have adversity in the first half, and then come out and win the ball game for his team in the fashion in which he did. That says a lot about the man. It says a lot about that team, and I think it's a big stepping stone for that organization and Mike McDaniels being a new head coach moving forward because it gives them confidence that, look, no matter what the situation is at any point in the game, we have the firepower offensively to go out and score points and win ball games. Cats Dog, we had uh, Todd Haley on the show, and – we asked him about, uh, about you playing for him. I know you started for Todd Haley, and I was lucky yeah. enough to spend some time around you guys uh, out in Lake Tahoe when right, shortly like, right after when your first season's there with him, and your guys' relationship was awesome. It seemed like you guys got after each other and had a lot of fun. And Todd Haley said, well, yeah, Castle was great because he responded well to, to, to yelling, so I could <laughs> yell at him all at once. And I know I think he loves that you would go back at him too. What was that relationship like? And what it, like how key is that, I think, when you have a quarterback and a head coach, especially if he's an offensive guy like – I would assume you really want to be super tight with that guy. 
Yeah, you know what? There, there's times where it, it got combative, right? And I think that <laughs> during his, games or when, like, oh, during games, like during the week, it was like great, like even keel. We had normal relationships, but all of a sudden, game day came on, and it was like his, his like he was his head was cut off. He's screaming, he's yelling, he's doing all that. The intensity was like ratcheted up, and I was like, "What is going on right now?" Right? But that was just that was him as a coach. Now he was a brilliant offensive mind he could game plan and do all those things and I always respected him from that standpoint and he was also really outstanding with wide receiver position because that's what his background was was coaching wide receivers but I'm telling you what he was hard on those wide receivers and he came from that Bill Parcells tree so I understand it but I I mean yes he would yell at me and I'm not saying he said yes Castle would respond to that I would probably would have responded the same way if he just would have talked to me like a normal human being (laughs) at times but at the end of the day look we uh we we had a good run in 2010 and then unfortunately you know things didn't go the way that we both planned but you know that's kind of the the the, that's football for you right that is football and touchman has another one cash talk speaking of the chiefs a lot of people in the offseason were kind of saying losing Tyreek Hill might I don't know I don't want to say have Patrick Mahomes take a step back but I think it's been pretty evident early that him spreading the ball around like might make him even better do you think that's the case? What have you seen so far from Mahomes? And also that game Sunday, uh, do you think Colts fans should be worried about how Matt Ryan's been playing so far? Yeah, well, first, I, I think Mahomes, uh, of course, there's going to be some worry. And there, there's definitely probably a change in strategy. When you lose a guy as explosive as Tyreek Hill, which he's one of the most unique players ever play the position and what he can do with the ball in his hands and how he can blow the top off his coverage. We saw that in the Miami game when he it's cover three. There's a post safety. He runs a post right by him, right? You know, you shouldn't throw that ball, but he's just got that kind of elite explosiveness. But Mahomes has done a tremendous job. Juju Smith-Schuster stepped up. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has done a good job for him. But again, like you said, it's the distribution of wealth. It's not just one individual. Travis Kelsey's still going to get his touches. McCole Hardman, but they're doing a good job with the balancing act of the run game. And it's also, it probably changes his mentality because I think before it was, we can throw this ball up. We can take our shots anytime we want. But now it's reading defense. It's making sure you get the ball to the right guy. It's taking the check down when you need to. And it's probably a a different – it's an adjustment for sure as a quarterback. But in the long run, it'll probably be a more balanced offense. And you can already see it with the distribution of the ball. In terms of Matt Ryan in this this offense for the Colts, I'd say, look, they've had some injuries – you know, Michael, I mean, uh, what's his, the two wide receivers were out last week, right, for, for the Colts. So I know that yeah. that was a struggle from a personnel standpoint. But, again, Matt Ryan's not playing his best football right now, and a lot of it has to do with the protection issues that they have up front. Their offensive line has struggled mightily. And I, I never would have thought Jacksonville would have come, come in there and just <laughs> knock their doors off and smoked them the way that they did. But I thought that defensive front for Jacksonville got after him all day long, made him uncomfortable. And as you well know, with guys like Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and all that stuff, the the protection issues, if you have that up front, it makes it a lot harder because you're stationary in the pocket for the most part. Those guys aren't going to get out and do the boots and the sprints and all that stuff that some of these other younger quarterbacks can do. So you've got to protect them from the interior part of the pocket and on the exterior to give him time to look and see. Because when you do give him time, Matt Ryan's still Matt Ryan, right? He's seen a lot of football. He's an MVP in this league at one time. He's led a team to the Super Bowl, which we won't talk about. I know it's still a sensitive subject for many. But, I mean, all in all, uh, you know, they've got to get it corrected pretty quickly here. Cast Dog, is any quarterback at any level any good if they don't have protection? Hell no. 
That's the name of the game, man. I mean, you get hit a few times, okay, you get back up, and there's guys that will stare at the barrel of the gun and do all that stuff. But if you're sitting in the back there constantly feeling like you got to get the ball out early, it just messes with your timing and then your vision as well of you know that, hey, I've, the, the time clock in your mind is going off constantly, and so you feel a little bit rushed. At times, you might even feel a little bit panicked, and it, it's hard, man. It's hard to go out there and play that position when you're not getting protection because so much of it is is just that. Just give me a little bit of time to be able to see the defense and also from the timing of getting guys to the right depth, to the right spatial, I mean, the right space to be able to deliver the baby. Did you uh, did you see a couple weeks ago when uh, Tua was talking about hey, telling his receivers, hey, if I can't see you or if you can't see me, I can't see you. So I need you to get into a throwing lane to where I can actually physically see you if, if you ever want a chance of getting this ball. Is that normal for most quarterbacks? I mean, there, there's times where you, there's just blind spots, right? You got a big 300-pound man blocking in front of you, but I think it's a lot easier – for the quarterback to make a general movement one to like one step one way, one step the other to find that guy. Cause not always they're running to spots, right? Let's say you got a return route and you're running five yards in and you see that it's zone. Well, you're going to sit down in between those defenders. You're also reading defenders as a wide receiver and you're, it's hard for him to see into the backfield and say, Oh, well now I can see him now throw me the ball. No, you're still got to sit in that zone because the minute you get outside that zone, just so you can see that guy, you become a lot closer to that interior defender that can make a close on the ball and break it up if you were the quarterback coach for Kyler Murray what would you tell this guy to do like I'm sure you saw a 20 second two two point play just scrambling making people miss it looks like a video game how do you how do you coach him like okay we we got to figure it out yeah what you can do is so special it's awesome you you want us this game but we also got to find a way to maybe have some like three four five second plays too Right. I, I think the big part for him is you got to play within the, in the con- constructs of that offense, right? And you want him to stay in the pocket because he is an effective dropback passer. Unlike what you see sometimes with some of these guys that can run and become just, you know, passing is secondary, but you got to become a passer first. But then you don't want to take away that unique quality that he has to make plays. And like you said, 28 seconds or whatever it was on the two-point conversion, it's really hard to cover for that long for a defense, let alone for you to actually go and make that play and set that team up because that fourth quarter comeback was all on his shoulders, right? He brought that team back, and there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can do that that even have the skill set that allow them to do that. So, you know, if it, if it becomes an issue where he's making a lot of mistakes, if he's turning over the ball, if he's taking too many sacks, then that's really where you have to go, hey, look, we got to make some adjustments here. But when he's playing within the constructs of the offense and then at the same time when protection breaks down, when guys aren't getting open and he's able to make a play off schedule outside the pocket and make a play, you don't, that's why you drafted him, right? You, you evaluate him, call him, you understand what he can do, you understand his skill set, and you don't want to take that away from him. Last question here from Ty Schmidt. Castog, when you look at the Cowboys quarterback situation, uh, your situation in New England wasn't exactly the same because when Tom tears his ACL, obviously you know you're going to be taking over for probably the whole year. But how difficult is that coming in for a guy like Cooper Cush when Jerry Jones, you know, they're empowering him at the same time. It's, hey, we want Dak back as soon as we can get him, you know, and recognizing that he has an opportunity here to maybe get a job elsewhere also while the owner is kind of saying like hey we need Dak to come back as quick as possible six weeks isn't going to cut him we need this guy back you know within two to three weeks 
Right. You know, it's always an interesting dynamic when you're a backup quarterback stepping in for your franchise quarterback. And Dak Prescott is just that. He means a lot to this team. They've played him a bunch of money. They believe in him. And so for Cooper Rush to go out there and perform the way that he did with his opportunity, I think it says a lot about him. And there's a different mentality. When you're a backup, you're not getting any reps during the week and you're sitting there you know, and then all of a sudden get thrust in the game. That's this one situation. But for him to now understand that he's the starter moving forward until Dak Prescott comes back, he gives him a great opportunity because he'll get all the reps during the course of the week. He'll have great communication with the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, have a better understanding for what the game plan is for him. Hopefully Kellen Moore puts him in a position, their offensive coordinator, to where they played to his strengths and really amplify what he does well. And I think that they did that in the game. And then for him to go out and play a clean football game – because they know defensively, look, with Micah Parsons and those boys coming off the edge, they'll be in most games. And so now it's about taking care of the football, you know, playing fundamentally sound, getting them into good positions, being good situationally. And it, and it also will set him up from a career standpoint. If he's able to go out here and perform in this small, you know, sample size that we'll get to see at Cooper Rush, 31 other teams are watching him play on a big stage for the Dallas Cowboys, which are obviously one of the most nationally prominent teams in the entire NFL. It's a great opportunity for him, and I thought he started it off really well. Castor, we can't can't thank you enough, man. Thanks so much for for coming on here. You have a sweet painting behind you. I know oh, you're, yeah. you know you're. Yeah, I did classy. that, guys. I, I I did that in my barn. Really? Did you really? No, I didn't at all. Come oh on, man, I was gonna, I want to buy some of your work what if you did. I was going to ask you to, <laughs> yeah. to paint me something if that was really the case. Dog. Yeah, that, that's my finger paintings, guys. You should oh. see the other stuff I do with brushwork. It's amazing. <laughs> like a young Bob Ross. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Matt Castle. Appreciate yeah, you, man. Matt Castle. You got it. We're going to do a giveaway like we always do with Ty Schmidt. Please explain to the, the fine people what this might be. Hell yeah. We're going to do something very similar to what we've done the last two weeks. Hashtag PMS NFL Week 3. Okay. Hashtag PMS NFL W E E K three the number three. Number three. We're gonna give five hundred bucks to ten winners. Include your cash tag in the tweet and just pick a winner from this weekend. Don't worry about the spread. Okay. Just pick a winner. And I believe AJ, you said that if you make a shot, you're gonna double it yourself. Whoa. Oh, is that what we said? I believe okay, that's what we said. Okay, should I shoot said? it right now? I'm Ooh. shooting from this seat to that camera, right, that uh, hoop way over there. Wow. You guys want me to shoot it now? Yeah, let's go. I'm going from my seat too. All right. Wow. Sitting down. Sitting down. Yeah, sitting down. Feet now, up. Don't destroy the lights. I'm not here, even putting okay? the foot on the ground AJ. either to stop the spins. I'm keeping my don't feet up. Don't hit the lights. Seriously. Ooh. Very expensive. Oh, I thought I, had it. I thought I had it for a second. Close. Too short. We, we might do one more. Yeah, you might get another what, tell us Tell us again. Yeah, so that's hashtag PMS NFL Week 3. Include your cash tag and just pick a winner from this weekend's game. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Hashtag. Hashtag PMS NFL, NFL week, week Number 3. Number 3. Not number sign. No. Just 3. Because that would break up the winners, hashtag. Right? Yes, it would. It'd be two hashtags, and then it would cancel each other out, right? Exactly. So what did you say, Z? That's 10 winners. Yeah, 10 winners, $500. Okay, good. All right, I, I like that. I, but there's one thing I wanted to p- touch on here on this sheet that, that you guys gave me. Apple is to pay $50 million annually to sponsor the Super Bowl halftime show. So it's what does that mean exactly? They haven't had a sp- – I thought it's always sponsored before. Well, though, it right? was Pepsi, and I believe this last year was maybe the last year Pepsi was doing it. Yep. Oh. So 
We'll see. And obviously, this is just a, hey, let's get our foot in the door so yeah. that when the Sunday ticket rights come up, we already have a nice little working relationship with them. I but, can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. But don't they – isn't the big thing about the Super Bowl halftime show is, like, a lot of people turn it down because they have to pay a lot of money out of their own pocket to do it? Yeah, but maybe but Apple doesn't have to fucking worry about that. No, no, Apple, but I'm saying, is this going to – will they be able to get different, more people? Well, it's – I'm sure any there's not many people turning down They're the Super Bowl halftime show. Music scene too, right? Yeah, I mean Apple Music. Because if you go on a halftime show, instantly you get a billion streams, you get a billion yeah. downloads for all your stuff. Well, and I would imagine too that they know like. They're not going to spare any expense on yeah. this Super Bowl. So, so now are these acts out. though not going to have to be paying two or three million dollars out of their pocket on top of whatever? That's why I know that people have said. Didn't they say the weekend's yeah, been a couple million? Did that. Yep. Yeah, that was like, a huge waste. So of hopefully money. now Apple doesn't. Yeah. Now they. If you come perform, maybe you get paid instead of you having to pay. Maybe more artists, too. But I guess last year we had all the West Coast people. So yeah. Oh, that was the big one with Eminem and Snoop and everybody, right? I mean, I guess it's not Oklahoma, but Arizona's pretty close. Maybe they just bring Toby Keith out this year and oh, really wow. blow it out. Toby Keith, Who maybe else? get, like, Brooks and Dunn. Mm-hmm. They're still out there kicking, huh? Yeah, that's right. Brooks Alan Jackson, George maybe. Strait. George Strait. Who else we got? Big and Rich. Big and Rich. Oh, Willie Nelson's still kicking oh, around. Come on. Isn't he? I think so. Why not? That'd be a great, you know, Willie and and maybe Garth Brooks. Mm. Bring him oh back. Oh, no, Garth will not share the stage. Garth is Garth. He, he only, only will share the stage with Miss, Miss Yearwood, his wife. You know that. Well, I mean, give Garth his own stage then, and then you he can Garth? throw it to Toby. Do any of you guys know the situation? I know this is a football program and a sports program, but do you guys have any idea the – and what Tom Segura and his wife Christina P, their relationship with Garth Brooks and the Garth fans, and how much they talk about Garth. I mean, faintly, and they think it's, he's it's a serial killer, right? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they talk about yeah, all kind of stuff. But Garth is still going out and will sell out stadiums like two or three nights in a row, right? He uh, he'll have two shows in an arena in the same night. Oh, well, I got a six o'clock and a nine o'clock show or whatever he does. I don't know how. He's is he the showman. only guy? He's the well, only guy that can do that, isn't he? I think not too long ago. <laughs> he like is. he'll come here and he'll sell out Notre Dame Stadium like six times in the span of like eight weeks. Like he just he'll come here. How is that still? Garth was I remember when I was a kid, I'm thirty eight years old. When I was young, probably 10, 12 years old, my parents liked Garth Brooks that long ago. Like, he was big back then, and he still has sustained that success for some reason. I mean, friends in low places will always play. You know, people want to hear that. I mean, the Chris Gaines album is more of what I'm talking. That's what plays. Of course. That's the best stuff, isn't it? Well, that's it? your personal favorite, I know. Yeah, of course. You've listened to that on the whole way up here, didn't you? It's real. I, I haven't. While so, you fed your piranhas, you would put it on. I haven't listened to that uh, that particular album. I would imagine it's a bit like uh, emo, like dark, slow, depressing. Is that what it is? He's oh, Australian. Oh no! Wait, he's also, is he singing with an accent on this one? Do I need to have a listening party? What are you talking you about? You've heard the album. Don't no, I really like haven't. I can't, if I have, I can't remember. I, there's no way Garth's singing with an Australian down. accent here. Is your alarm every morning when you wake up? <laughs> no, it's going to be. I, for, I almost forgot about this guy. This is awesome. Look at Garth. I don't know why we're in a Garth tangent. It doesn't matter at all. I guess because we do want him. Maybe now Super Apple Bowl steps halftime. up. Super Bowl. Oh, Garth, honestly, he'd probably be a good halftime show, he'd wouldn't he? Tear the house down for I sure. I feel like it's it's tough to make a good one because remember when Coldplay did it? It was a Coldplay and Red Hot Chili Peppers together. I don't know, whatever it was. Rock bands are hard because they don't, like, it needs to have mass appeal to everybody. And that's really difficult, I think. Don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, last year, I feel like, great. by and large. Because they got a lot of old school stuff that made people, like older people, d- dialed in, and then younger people, too, wanted to be cool and like the older stuff. For sure. But there's also a 
probably a lot of people watching the Super Bowl who are, you know, I don't want to hear fucking Dr. Dre. Get the who on here, for Christ's sake. You're going to get you too, whether you like it or not. Is it going to be this year, you think? Yeah, Apple and you too. Well, they already have a nightmare, though, when they gave everybody, what was it, with a new phone or with iTunes, you got the new album. Apple Music. That is still on my phone to this day. It drives me insane. That backfired hard, didn't it? Hello, hello. Was it because people didn't like the actual (laughs) album that came out, or just they just didn't want to be force-fed anything? The force-feeding is what I hate. I absolutely hate YouTube now just because of that. (laughs) I mean, if you know anything about Bono. He will jam his fist right down your throat. What do you mean? I don't know this. I don't. I don't really know anything about Bono. What's going mean? on with him? Fucking worldwide. You stole his haircut. Yeah, that he, uh, he wears. Hello, he wears hello. some of those platform shoes, man. He got some high shoes. <laughs> I know, like those do- old school Doc Martens, but the double, the double sole on. Oh, too. He's a showman. He, you, you cannot deny that he is an absolute showman. And what Edge is his drummer. Yeah. Yep. I don't know the rest he of. He wears him. little skull cap. Guitar player. Yeah. Right? He's on oh, my bad. Not the drummer. The drummer. Lead. Is, Boom. Yeah, drummer's good. I, their whole band, obviously, they've been doing for yeah, 50 years. Yeah, you too. 40, 50 years, I feel like. They, they were in an episode of Entourage. Remember yeah. that? Happy birthday, Johnny Drama. <laughs> you know, that was a real concert. did that at a concert. Real concert. Yeah. I listened to those guys talk about, oh, here we go. Here's the crew. It's more of a recent shot, right? Okay. All right. Well, I like that hat that Bono's wearing. I heard they're going to come out with Conor McGregor when he fights Floyd Mayweather. They're going to sing his Ty, this is the problem music. with you. Everything you say, you can't believe a word you say. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because of your delivery is impressive, and you're so serious. Like we, I don't know. I still don't know. Are you serious? Would you I'm be shocked side. if you heard that Nothing. Bono and Cro- Conor McGregor were, you know, sparring partners? <laughs> so this is something I say to you. You know how people are like, oh, my gosh, crazy. that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. First off, no, it's not. It's definitely not the craziest thing you've ever seen or heard because people say that every single day. Yeah. Craziest thing I've ever seen. Yep. All right. Wait two minutes, bud. You're going to say it again. <laughs> so when people like try to try to do that or say, oh, best story ever, I, I just struggle with that. I don't know. I'm just trying to let you know how I feel. Yeah, it's hey, kind of like the funniest you story need ever. to watch this movie. Well, see, I'm dealing with that with kids, too. Like my 11-year-old daughter, she is a strong-willed woman. And so she, like, if I tell her, hey, you need to do this, and you just had a, your father, you just you have a young girl as well, you'll see when they get older, I respect her, her passion and her stubbornness at times for it, but she's like, Dad, you just, I'm not going to do it just because you told me to do it, Dad. Like, they'll do that on purpose. So I think, like adults, we don't really ever grow out of that, do we? No, definitely That's not. why full circle, Evie, jamming the U2 album into your new phone, no, you're going to hate them. Even if you like the music, you probably wouldn't yeah. let your brain open up enough to enjoy it, would you? Absolutely hate it. No matter what, no matter what they do, they can come out with the greatest song of all time. You two, dead. Sometimes when Dance with Wolves comes on, I'll leave it on. See? Okay. Sometimes. Boom. What else do you like, Z? That's the only song I can remember. It always pops up for me, though. I don't know why. Do they do Beautiful Day? Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. day. Uh, yeah, what, they, got some, they got a lot of hits, man. Yeah. There's a reason like YouTube is selling out Madison Square Garden <laughs> and shouting out Johnny Drama at the Staples Center. How many the, uh, the rumor is that this year's Super Bowl, it will be Taylor Swift. Oh, I saw that. See, I don't know if that has enough mass appeal. I mean, Swift. Well, she'll have to have like five different artists jump in and jump like on songs, though, right? Don't they usually do that? Does she have many songs where she features other artists? Ed Sheeran. No, right? not not recently she has. See, I love Ed Sheeran, but I don't think Ed Sheeran plays for the Super Bowl halftime I, show. I was going to say Bieber. I think Bieber would be a yeah. universal win. Does he still is have the juice, o- though? Yeah. Well, is everything okay with his face? Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah, yeah that how applies. is that going? Well, I, I it was think like he, Bell's palsy, but it wasn't. Yeah, he like came Cancel. back, and I think he was getting oh, he ready canceled to his tour, tour again. Yeah. yeah, and he just did. Second half of his tour. Also, yeah. you know Sean Mendes canceled a whole tour for his mental health and everything? He got he, st- he about This is a while ago, or like a month or two ago. 
I don't know why I know this, but he, well, he had box seats to the concert. I would go see Shawn Mendes in a heartbeat. I'd see Harry Styles as well. Wouldn't uh, you? Yeah. I see Harry Styles popping up like the dude was what? He was spitting on old buddy Chris at an Pine. award show. Mm, okay. And then the next night he's in like Amsterdam. He's at MSG. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. like, man, this dude, this dude Globe is track. going hard. Like that would be what a he's been on tour for six months, I feel like. That's what all these people do. We have to make money after the pandemic, I guess, huh? I mean, Pat just talked about it. Talking, you know, Luke Combs, he's on tour for the next how long? You know, yeah. they're doing three shows That's a week. It's the only way or- they make money, huh? Is it money or they're just bored during COVID? I think both. Probably, and you're an artist, man. You want to get your art out. You want to play it for the people. And if you've been sitting home for two years, yeah, you're especially if you're in that that mode where hey, I'm selling arenas out. I don't know how long this is going to last, bud. Like you can't take that for granted. You got to hit the road now. Like uh, Luke, uh, what Luke Bryan, big old country singer. Yeah, Yeah. that dude. uh, Why you guys look at me like I like an idiot? You guys look (laughs) at me. You never heard of that guy. Me. Big old dude, he's the guy. He's selling out arenas all over the place. Everybody I see knows him. Luke Bryan. Yeah. I listened to him talk with somebody, maybe the Full Send guys, actually. He was on their podcast, uh, the Nelk Boys, and he was talking about touring. Yeah, he loves touring. He said it's like it's what he does, and that's how they make their money. Makes sense. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know about you know touring overseas and everything and only being – You got in- something against people outside of America? No, I don't. I'm just saying, shit, that's a lot of time. You know, you yeah. build a – probably he's probably got a beautiful little, you know, lake house somewhere. Oh, he's probably got like a 7,000-acre ranch somewhere yeah, as well. exactly. Where he can hang guess out. what? He's there two months out of the year because he's in fucking Istanbul singing <laughs> – barefoot blue jane night or whatever for, his uh, big hit is for <laughs> halftime you think kid rock wait yeah. what how about kid rock halftime super bowl do you think he has the mass appeal that is needed to yes, be that yeah. guy right now he is nfl do you think rog goodell would agree with you z he jams out to kid rock on his boat every summer <laughs> right does you guys have okay i'm looking through the glass tie you guys have a light when you cut to that camera i see the light but i can't really see into the glass to um, see you through the glass. The glare on that glass. Nick is, is so looks bad. like he is giving me the bird. It looks like it, so I guess all things are good. Nick is healthy. I'm glad to see you alive, Nick. <laughs> oh. Let me see. Is there any more lights you guys have in there? No, this is like natural lighting, too. Oh, we do have one. Oh, that's there, just from the screens. I thought you guys had some LEDs no, down lied. low. We, have, we do have one. I didn't even know it was there. Bruce Brown. There's Bruce Brown, and then there's Bruce. that one. But other than that, this is the only lighting we got. Hey, Bruce, do you give updates on our fantasy league, like online? Do people, like, how are we doing that? What do we do? That's a good question. Oh, here he Bruce comes. is walking to the mic here, as we see. Um, yeah, you can go to PMI, at PMI Bruce's League on Twitter. It was shadow banned um, because I tried to make the date, uh, the birth date draft night. So then it thought I was two days old. Um, so it was shadow banned. So I don't know if it's accepting followers. Um, but updates will be posted there weekly on Wednesdays. Okay, good. I know I'm one of my team. Is that how it works, though? We just week to week we play our matchups? I thought it was like whoever has the most points at the end of the year wins. No, playoffs start week 13, so you're just playing for seeding right now. Most oh. points might be a tie. That might play. Yeah, that's probably a tiebreaker of some sort. Oh, okay. So, yeah. oh, man. All right, playoffs start week 13. Why didn't I know any of this? I mean, that's just how it typically is, you know. I, I don't know. This is Bruce's league, so the rules may be different. Yeah, My team absolutely going. fucking stinks, so we're not even thinking about the playoffs Who's your quarterback? Right now. Raj? Oh, with wow. the, he, for some reason, fantasy things, he doesn't get fantasy numbers. Why do they say that? Well, I mean, the Packers' offense hasn't been lights out early, but really it's, you know, the uh, – no no, my receivers are pretty good. Godwin's hurt. You know, I drafted two Bengals. The Bengals look like shit yeah. so far. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson 
you know, shout out Kurtz Dogs. I thought he was going to be a stud. He has one catch for four yards every week. So I'm, you know, a learning process. We're figuring it out right now. Yeah, it is. The, the bottom thing here, I've been, I've been trying to avoid it, but I see this Arizona State report. It says Arizona State staffers were leaking info to help opponents to get Coach Herm Edwards fired. Is this true? Is this like doc? Is this confirmed? I mean, it's per report. It's a bad. So. Herm Edwards, whether people think he's a great coach or whatever, like the dude's a very fun guy to be around. Always very seems upbeat, positive. I've been lucky enough to spend some time around him. I've always enjoyed being around him. I, I know a lot of guys that played for him in the NFL that loved him, but obviously he wasn't winning nearly enough at ASU. And was that video real? Would he really get fired? Like, out? did you see the video of him walking off the field? And it looked like they told him, "You're out of here, bud." <laughs> Is that real? I don't know if it's real. I don't know if he got fired then, allegedly. I mean, it could be. but And, and again, these are all alleged reports, but I don't know. Is it different for a guy like him who he's, he's pretty firing? You could see how if they're getting beat all the time, like he's still got that NFL mindset. Like these college kids are just like, all right, fuck this guy. Like get him out of here. Like he we're old. being held accountable and to this high of a standard, and we suck. We're getting killed. Like yeah. how, how quickly would that run stale? Yeah, I could. I would imagine. I think just keeping any college kid's attention, especially if you're not winning, would be impossible. Like how do they're just not? I don't think they're going to listen to you if you're not winning consistently. They don't, or they lost faith in him. But I don't know. Maybe his players still liked him. It was the coaches and people around him that didn't. But he he brought those guys in though. What staffers are doing that? Yeah, I don't know. Guys that want the head job or something. Maybe someone thinks they should be the intern and get a chance. Is that it? But I don't know. Well, and even so, like if uh, like if a GA was the one leaking this kind of stuff, like there's a good chance that a new guy comes in, that guy doesn't have a job anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, they probably. I'm sure they all. Everyone there has. If they see, they obviously know this report. They are, they have their suspects of who they think is the leaker, yeah. right? So if you're the leaker, you just got to point your finger somewhere else. Oh, Herm Edwards. I'll tell you what. He probably he's he's going back in there today and grabbing everyone's throat and saying, "Who did it?" You think he's doing? <laughs> You think so? Zeke, you think that's happening? I think so. Zeke, how's your fantasy football team doing? Uh, team Fresh Beat. I'm playing you this uh, week, Zeke. And we're yeah. playing you this week. Yeah. The uh, kiss emojis all over the place. Yep. Goose egg for me. Zeke's got like six Cardinals in his starting lineup. So if they <laughs> if they have a big day, Zeke's going to win. Really? Uh, yeah. I just traded away James Conner. Did morning. you really? Yeah. To who? To di- Team Dirty Butts. Whoa. Oh, Okay. D butt in uh, in Gertie, how are they doing? They they won him one too. I think they stink. I'm not sure. I know I beat them. Wow. I mean, who knows? I don't know any. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. Like I said at the beginning of the year, AJ, it's all luck. I promise you, you will realize it is all luck. Because if we knew who was going to play good, we would all just bet on them and make a billion dollars. No one knows. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, that's how everything would work, right? If we knew what was going to happen. And you tipped your hand early trying to what? trade everybody. Well, you hated Bill. I didn't Bill's trade anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love my Bill's draft. a shitty GM. You're not I loved my draft. I told Bill. I sent multiple texts to Bill. I fully trust you, Bill, to do this. And I love the draft that Bill came up with. And we're one on one, and we annihilated our opponent last week. You're so. like Jerry Jones, dude. You're constantly undermining your guys. You yeah. don't <laughs> delegate. You're out here in the media blabbing your mouth about everything. Just let Bill work. Well said. Bill, if Bill gets on a mic, I'm sure he's still a bit stressed from when the YouTube stream went down earlier. Yeah. Bill knows I fully empowered him to do the draft, to take control of it. I'm in my trades was just me trying to be active and be engaged in the league. That's all I was doing, trying to get some people to, to work with me because I'm like an NFL coach or a GM. Hey, my phone's always there. I'm always listening, no matter who you're talking about. As 
a professional, I have to listen and I have to always be trying to make moves. Sure. But you're the one that's putting the trades out there. So you're actively doing it. You're not just listening to what's coming to your phone. You're yes. basically saying, hey, Bill, you're a dipshit. Your draft <laughs> sucked. Let's get rid of all your guys and let's get some of my guys in here. I only tried to trade a few of my players, not all of them. Wow. I like a lot of them. I like a lot of the players I had. We may we have a diff, we have some decisions to make moving <laughs> forward, but I do love what Bill did with the draft. I really do. You can't take. Don't ever slander me with that. I do yeah. love your trade strategy as well. All your bad players for all our good players. It, yeah, it's interesting. Right? Sweet, smart. And now it's supposed to go right. Oh, here's my team: Mike Hawk Hurts playing fresh meat with the kiss emojis. He, he killed me with that. So we 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 were 104.56 in con man team Graham Gano rocks was 66. So he had a rough day. 66 points is not oh, much, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, me and Connor terrible. are currently uh, bringing up the rear of the league right now. Connor, of course, is cursed because he did not draft Graham Gano uh, and said he did, and then drafted Thielen instead. But I believe he did trade for Graham Gano to yep. try to reverse the curse. We did make a trade. I got Thielen, who he said he you know he picked for the Gano pick. And that now he has Gano, so he thinks right. he's gonna. He's zero and two. He thinks this is gonna completely turn around his team. I'm two and zero, so I'm a little nervous. And now I'm gonna be cursed. So if you see that, Bill, we have Jared Goff starting at the quarterback position this wow. week. How do you feel about that? Love it. You know what? I do love it, and I, not just because of Evie's positivity. I do like this. We're playing Minnesota. I do like Minnesota's D. They got exposed a little bit last yeah. game. But you know, Lions I, I like are one where of the highest scoring offenses in the league right now. It's Chiefs. It's the Bills, and then it's the Lions. Uh, do you get penalized big time in this league for throwing interceptions? I think it's minus two. Is that bad? It's probably bad. I mean, it's not great. What's a touchdown give him? Jerry Goff, four touch. Okay. What's just like a basic completion? I think you get point zero one points per yard. Per yard. That's what PPR is? No, points PPR's, per reception? There you go. So he's re- catching balls out of the backfield. So yeah. do I get a point every time one of my receivers catches a ball? Half point. Half point. And then, depending on how many yards he gets, his yak gives me more? Oh, yeah. And then a touchdown, four? Six. Six. Oh, for a receiver or running back or anybody right. else? But four for a quarterback that throws one. Yes. What if a quarterback runs one in? Six. Oh, so that's why these shifty quarterbacks are who you want. Boom. Boom. And Josh Allen, is the, who, was Josh Allen the number one pick? No. Who was? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, you're right, running backs. Because running backs give nice. you six. Who had, didn't, didn't somebody have 20 touchdowns a year or two ago? James Conner. James Conner. Just so he's a fantasy person's dream. You could say that. He was last year. Are you guys in Not all? So much before that. Are you guys in other fantasy leagues? No. What's the worst thing you have to do? Do you have to like draw a dong on your forehead if you're last place in other <laughs> leagues? Well, I've never gotten last place, but uh, yeah, I mean maybe. What is that? Should be like a forehead. segment. What's the worst thing you had to do? What was the worst punishment for your fantasy football league? We should try to gather some of those, and then we'll pick and choose and tell us what we think the best punishments were for last place. Yeah, no one's ever done that before, right? That's not usually <laughs> a funny gimmick on every fucking. Well, I'm saying we show. could actually get into the real ones, though. We yeah. can get into the ones that are like the bad ones. Are like, oh, I would not have done that. Like they, they can do the powder, powder puff ones. Like, oh, hey, I had to. I had to wear a red shirt that said poop on it and walk down the street. No, we don't care about that. We want to do the ones that are like, yo, I had to point a gun to myself, to my forehead in the <laughs> middle of the street on Thanksgiving or something like that. Russian you know? roulette on Thanksgiving. That is messed up. Yeah. <laughs> what about Christmas? Is that better? That's no? even worse. Why? Jesus. Sacred holiday. Lord's birthday. Mine wasn't that bad. I had to do, you, oh, I don't know if you saw it, I had to do the beer combine, we called it. We, so our league kept track of it every single year. And I came in last, I had to do, you had to do like three shots, drink a beer, then you had to go throw a ball as far as you can, 
chug a beer, punt a ball as far as you can, chug a beer, kick a field goal, chug a beer, uh, run a mile around the field, Whoa. chug a beer. Run a mile? Yeah. <laughs> How about one lap? Why would you run a full mile? Would it take you 20 minutes? That's what was agreed upon. That, I mean, you know what? That's a good one because that is – I do not want last place. I want no part of that. How'd you do, Nick? Not great. I had to run a 40. Um, I made the field goal. I made one Wait, field goal. Wait, does everybody come out and watch? No. So you just you, – you, We had to record me, it. So you went me. And you did all this stuff, and then you just went, hey, hold on, guys. Let me run a quick mile around this track, and you ran four miles, and people sit there and watch. Or it may have laps. only been a lap. I can't remember. It was a couple years ago. Either way. I had, we much. had to record it and send it to everybody. You should have had to do like shotgun like a, like a six-beer bong funnel and then spin around on the bat on your forehead, you know, and then go, like, make a half-court shot. That's a good you one. You think you could do that? No, probably not. No? Shotgunning a six-beer Okay, three-beer. Three-beer beer bong. A three-beer beer bong for you, Ty. Could you do it? I mean, I'd certainly try. I'd be up to the challenge, that's for sure. Yeah. How's your daughter? She's good. How, what's it like being a dad? It's awesome, man. I so how it. old is she Kidding now? Me? Uh, what's today? The twenty third. She'll be three months in a couple days here. How's your wife like it? She loves it. Does She's she? back at work. So, oh, here you go. What is? Oh, this is Nick. Oh, oh. I didn't see this, Nick. Oh. 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 What? This was this was like halfway through. Yeah. It was a hot day too. <laughs> it was cooking. <laughs> hot day. I'm so happy I brought this up. Wait. How many? How many other guys in the league? Oh, twelve man. team, twelve team league. So, did you? Were you hung over when you did this already? No, this was like a Friday afternoon. Oh my goodness! Right after work. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. What, what is our punishment for last place? Do we have one? We have not figured that out yet. Oh. But whatever it is, it's like a weird, uh, like a tattoo. Or get a no, neck it tattoo? was uh, someone's going to have to wear a shirt on Radio Row with whatever we decide. Oh, what is that going to be? Well, I don't know. Don't what get last you, place. I don't want to get, I'm not going to, come on now, first place. What's first place get? Oh, 25K and 25K to charity. Yes. I already told, yeah, I texted Bill three weeks ago. I said, pick your charity now, Bill, because they're going to be getting 25K richer at the end of the season. Where is Bill? I can't see Bill in this don't new setting. That. He's slithering around yeah. here somewhere. I would imagine he, he was freaking out earlier. Did we get to the bottom of what happened, Foxy, or anybody you know? Like, he was just, putting bamboo in his fingernails. That's how like, pissed off he was. <laughs> See? It sounded like it was just Punishment. universal. YouTube Live was shut down for everyone, and then Bill said everyone had to make a new stream like we did, and everyone's back. Okay, so everyone did the same thing. Even like Mr. Beast, if he was live, they'd have pulled him down? I guess so. So apparently they emailed him. They said that there was a person oh, doing a vacuum. They're vacuuming the house, and they unplugged everyone's stream. What? Man. I, thought, I just thought the, the, I thought the person that had to switch was pooping maybe and didn't that flip the switch off. Oh, that could be. What's up, Bill? What happened? Uh, you talk about the YouTube stuff? Yeah. Uh, they told us that He's they so were doing mad. a big platform change and uh, they completely fucked it all up. So Who's that? Everything went down. You, our YouTube Connect told us that they were working on stuff and fucked it up. So, Do, so is that how it works? Like this, obviously, this program, big program on YouTube, do you have somebody that you interact with daily about it? Well, yeah, it's actually pretty funny. We were talking about it. What, yesterday or two days ago to where, uh, like, the first time we got a YouTube contact is whenever that one stream of ours just completely went off air with no answer. You're (laughs) supposed to get one of, like, 100,000 subscribers, and we were at, like, 1.3 million and never got one until then. What is that about? Who knows? They don't take take you seriously over here? What the hell is that? What are they doing? Let's not let's not bury YouTube. No, I'm not (laughs) burying. Let's please not do that. YouTube is awesome. Yeah, believe me, they're awesome. They, They are... 
YouTube changed the world. It really did. There like when you a, think about it. There is another live streaming platform that reached out to us today. Yeah. Great, no, we don't great, care. Great day. We're doesn't great. Matter. No, YouTube's the man. Well, it doesn't matter. We're back. It's, it wasn't anything YouTube did. It's something they couldn't control with it. If everybody's live situation goes down, then yeah, it's nothing. Like there's no one really to blame there. I don't think. Anyway, I'm glad we're back, and I'm glad we figured it out. But YouTube really did. Like if I need to do anything, anything in the world. I can YouTube it like, okay, how do I put this together? How do I mount this? How do I do that? Like, you don't need oh, yeah. dumb instruction manuals for anything anymore because there's probably 30 people, at least for any subject you want, that made some kind of video on how to do exactly what you want to do. And so. now with TV, like, a lot of people rely on YouTube as, like, their main provider of TV. You know, oh, you cut in the yes. cord big time. And it's like, so if you're watching anything, there's a good chance if you're not – I mean, it's technically streaming, but if you're not Netflix or whatever, like you're probably watching, you know, mm -hmm. stuff on YouTube. That's how I watch pretty much everything. And, and you know what also does a good job? The NFL's YouTube channel. If you need to see, like, okay, like a condensed version of 15 minutes of a game, That's they great. do a great job of putting all the relevant plays on there, and you can feel like the the flow of the game. Like you can, they do good stuff. They man. get all it up do. so fast too. Do they? Is it right after? Yeah, they do a good job. Who? How many people do they have on that? A lot. So the NFL's YouTube page is making a lot of money, you're telling me. I would assume so. I would so. assume so. Yeah. yeah. Because it's also, I know if you're, if you're clean and you don't cuss and you don't do whatever, you get make more money, right? Because it attracts more advertisers. Is that right? Probably. I think so. I don't know. You guys are the ones that know this stuff. I mean, I didn't go to fucking Wharton. You know, I'm not you could an have. advertising You could have gone to Wharton, though, couldn't you? I don't know. What was your uh, SAT? ACT? You don't have to tell us. We don't need to get Pretty it. High. Pretty high. I'm good. sure it was really, really good. good. Have you ever taken an IQ test? Uh, not like an actual. You don't have to tell me your number. I just wonder when people tell me their IQ. I'm like, what is there? A, is there a universal test somewhere that I we think could take? there is because you have to take one to like uh, qualify for Mensa or whatever. But oh, what exactly? Can you tell what what that is for the people? A real smart group of it's like individuals. The, it's like the Genius Club. You know, is it? If you like, like really Bilderberg or something like those, where oh, they go yeah. and make policy for the world. Jesus, easy. No. <laughs> okay. It's not okay. It's a different I club. Think you just went down again. Is it like the Soho House, like in New York City? Soho House, the membership club? Yeah, very similar to like the Downtown Athletic Club, the Soho House, you know. Mensa. Yeah. All the same thing, same umbrella. Yep, you bet. That sounds good, Ty. You know what? We're going we're gonna to wrap this sucker up today. Uh, and mo wait, Monday, we'll be back for Overreaction Monday, but we do not have Hammered Down, right, today? Correct, uh, because Tony is still, you know, with his brand new baby. Tone Diggs. Congratulations. We appreciate you. Obviously, Hammer Down will be back. Not sure ex exactly when yet, right? Still figuring it out. Ty, I want you to one more time explain what this giveaway is and what the hashtag is. Yep. Hashtag PMS NFL Week 3, just the number. Put your cash tag in there and pick a winner from this weekend. Don't worry about the spread. We'll give 500 bucks to 10 people. Hashtag PMS NFL Week 3. Great job, Ty. Great job, boys. Everybody in the back, everybody that set this whole thing up, this is not even reality. The fact that uh, this is the Thunderdome, and this is – I get to come in here on Fridays. I love it, man. It's fun. This place is going to be awesome for, for many, many years. So uh, Wait, thanks AJ, for having me come in here. I appreciate it. What's AJ, up? AJ, we got to do it. Uh -oh. You got a yep. football by yourself? Oh, yeah, here we go. I got yeah, this. I'm got to do it. If you make this, we won't give it away for 10 people. How does 20 people sound? Yeah, there we AJ go. Hawk Beautiful. makes this shot right here. It. Let's yep. go, AJ. I'm sitting down. AJ's going to double it. Oh. oh, you know what? That's a lot tougher than it looks. That, that, I, oh, you don't say. Figuring that depth percent. Well, Especially hey, sitting down. I wasn't sitting here making fun of people for missing. That's, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to bank that in eventually. But I'm going to get it. Don't worry, Ty. You know I will. Just like the, the beat drop. I'm figuring that you out. You shoot a basketball and see if, no, you know. No, I'm not a clown. <laughs>
Okay, I'll fine. I'll throw the two Cheap footballs. Skate, obviously. Oh, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> Overreaction Monday will be back on Monday, Ty. Hell yeah. Tell people who signed your jersey. Uh, it's Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, we love it. Yep, linebacker for Hawkeyes. 31 is such an Iowa linebacker number. Hell yeah. Here, isn't it? Hell I love yeah. it. I love the people from Iowa. I, I tell you what, I played those guys every year. They had hard heads. Tough they games, played man. hard. They're a gritty, right. gritty group. I respect the hell out of those guys. But, boys, thank you guys so much. Thank everybody for watching, listening, wherever. We'll be back on Monday for Overreaction Monday. Check Pat out tomorrow on game day uh, from Knoxville, the Florida Gators. Play the Tennessee Volunteers. It should be a fun atmosphere, I'm sure, down there. But we'll be back Monday. I will be back uh, in, uh, in Ohio, most likely. We'll see you then.